The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. The name of the episode is Bert and Greta. You'll figure out why coming up soon. Hey, listen, thank you very much for listening to this show. We love making this show, and we love that you love it, and thank you so much. And uh, we're coming up on our 10th anniversary as a podcast uh, coming up. Mm. Excuse me, that's very unprofessional. I can't do that on the radio. Anyway, uh, we're going to be having a celebration of of this uh, podcast on coming up, let me get the date here, May 27th at The Ruin in Sugar House from uh, 6, oh no, it's from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, whether we're recording a show there or not, I don't know. I'll let you know probably next week, but uh, that's that's the that's the date, and uh, it's free to attend. Just show up. you got to be 21 and older. We'll tell you more about it coming up. Uh, but thank you for uh, listening to this, and thanks to the sponsors for paying for this uh, party. Dr. Bolt's Comet Connection, open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog is free with that. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Also, Cabin Fever, everything from uh, gifts, puzzles, books, playing cards, retro candy, and lunch boxes. They still have Necco wafers. Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 5th South and 7th East. So much more than a card store. Also, the Twin Sons Cafe. Our friend Chef Daniel opened it up. He's now serving breakfast and lunch every day, but Tuesday. The food is Americana with Southwest Mexican influence. He can accommodate all sorts of diets. He just wants to serve you a good, wholesome meal. 2305 South Highland Drive in Salt Lake. Also, Don and Leah at Black Velvet Boutique. Sexual awareness resource, locally owned and operated. Go to blackvelvetboutique.com or visit them at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. They're open seven days a week. It's Black Velvet Boutique. Also, Hester Games. They're open uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturdays and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. So you can just stay and play at Haster Games, locally owned and operated for all modern and classic board games, magic games, and so much more. Remember, Haster has it. Also, Ivy at Booze Teak. She's got some Star Wars entertaining accessories for May the 4th and wants to remind you that Mother's Day is coming up May 13th, your Mother's Day gift emporium. Remember, Mom is the... You can uh, mention Geek Show, get a 15% discount uh, off of your purchase. So uh, go see Ivy for Mother's Day at Boost Teak, 315 East Broadway in Salt Lake City. Also, uh, Sugar Glider. It's a uh, comic started by Shelby Webb, and she's having a launch party coming up on Saturday, May 12th at 50 West Club and Cafe in downtown Salt Lake from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. to launch her uh, brand new comic that she has made. All the info can be found at Glider Comics, that's comics with an X, glidercomics.com or on Facebook at Sugar Glider Comic. All right, let's get to this episode, Bert and Greta. Uh, Jimmy's going to review Super Troopers 2 for you. I feel pretty. We talk about some Star Wars stuff. It's it's a whole show. It's a whole show. Thank you so much. We'll have it for you after a few messages. Please to enjoy. Mother's Day is coming up. Don't put it off until the last minute. Go to Boo's Teak and find something today. Boo's Teak is your Mother's Day gift emporium with tea, chocolate, sassy cards, and copper mugs, plus wine and cocktail accessories. Don't forget, Mom. Get her something from Boo's Teak. 
you're the reason that she drinks anyway. If you mention Geek Show, they'll give you a 15% discount on your purchase. Booze Teak, 315 East Broadway, just steps away from the wine store. Open 11-ish to 7 daily. Don't forget to like them on Facebook. Cabin fever with everything from gifts, puzzles, books, playing cards, retro candy and lunchboxes, and a whole lot more. They're currently stocking their shelves with steampunk figures, the original Kit Kat kitschy clocks from yesteryear, coffee table books guaranteed to turn an eye and entertain your quirky guests. All of these gifts, along with the wrap ribbon and greeting cards to go with them, stop by Cabin Fever and tell them Geek Show says hey. Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. So much more than a card store. Shelby Webb is the creator of Sugar Glider, a new comic book series with a cause. Sugar Glider is a superhero teen who battles adolescent issues like bullying, self-image problems, peer pressure, and mental illness, just to name a few. The first four-part series of the comic features the amazing band X-Ambassadors, who partner up with their heroine to identify the struggle of the first antagonist, Prism. This comic puts a voice to the issues young people face and finds positive outlets to heal. Join the launch party Saturday, May 12th at 50 West Club and Cafe in Salt Lake City from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Feel free to cosplay. There are going to be giveaways and a raffle. Tickets and all the info can be found at glidercomics.com. That's comics with an X. Or on Facebook at Sugar Glider Comic. And welcome back to the basement. Woohoo! Basement. It's the basement. I hate leaving here. Uh, he hates leaving here. He's Shannon Barnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, straight to introductions. Is that your cot right behind you? Yeah, that's where I sleep. Okay. So he doesn't have to leave here. <laughs> he sleeps in the time closet. Ooh. Yeah. That's how he stays so Funny, I never and... noticed it until recently, too. Isn't that weird? <laughs> ah, yeah. If you haven't noticed my pub quiz, you should fucking do that. Notice. <laughs> Notice, attend. I noticed. Witness. It's uh, Lucky 13, Wednesday nights, 8 30. It's fucking fun, bro. It's a fun that's bra. It, that's all I got. When's, <laughs> when's the patio open? Pat- soon. Patio will open soon, right? Yeah. I heard they were having a tiki party on the patio. I saw it on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Why did they invite white supremacists? <laughs> no, they're taking the tikis back. Yeah. Oh, oh, good. good. Yeah. We're yeah. taking the tikis back. It's taking the tikis back. I love Lucky 13. 13. Yeah. Best goddamn staff in town. For real. Yeah. Jimmy. And a great owner. Jimmy's a good guy. Uh, let's see. And he is a good guy. He's Jimmy Martin. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, different yeah. Jimmy. I am a good guy. <laughs> well, thank you. Are you. A good guy. <laughs> Hey. Who's a good guy? I'm a good guy. Who's a good guy? <laughs> <laughs> Give Jimmy a cookie. Uh, watch me on KSL, Big Blue Mouth Off. You can listen to me on Geek Show, Mediocre Show, and read me in Slug. Uh, yeah, it's getting closer. I think there might be uh, some interviews coming up in the next week or so. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Who, can, actually, who can interview? Uh, if, well, I could say it if it might happen. Uh, it's that movie coming out called Life of the Party, and it stars Melissa McCarthy. Oh, oh have she's you interviewed great. here before? Never. I, I heard she's I amazing. Can speak. Uh, so yeah, I was like, more, more. <laughs> so if you do get to interview her, um, I can write you fifteen Gilmore Girls questions. Okay. There you go. <laughs> she's way cool. She's she's amazing. Oh, well, I watched that show you mentioned. Nobody's. Nobody's. I watched that, about two episodes that of it. She is on. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. She's uh, she's executive producer and uh, one of the people in charge of the show, and she shows up on the show every now and then and yeah. play, playing a version of herself who is. Really vain and terrible, <laughs> but it's it's a very funny show called I, no, I, Nobodies. As we recorded, I haven't got the invite yet, but I have a friend who works with Warner Brothers, and she's like, "Yeah, you could probably expect it." So All right. we'll see. Uh, That's exciting. He is excited. I'm he, so excited. He's Lee George K. I can't. I just can't hide it. 
Well, that's lose song, control. Song about that? But do you I think like I like it. it. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I really do. I really, really do. Not the best song of that year. <laughs> you sure? Really? I'm positive. Huh. You're like whatever Absolutely. year it was. I think, I think it was 84. <laughs> Might have been 83. Look it up. Yeah, let's find out. It's Pointer Sisters, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I think Shaka Khan and Rufus had a better tune on the charts at that time. So Maybe. Maybe. At least within I that decade. I don't recall, yeah. but I'll bet it was. I was mostly drunk. I mean, I was 13. You yeah. know, there's just so much Everclear <laughs> in Magna at the time. So, hey, folks, uh, again, thank you so much for your support with uh, Fresh Vegan Foods. You guys have been phenomenal, and uh, we, we really couldn't do it without you. I kind of consider it an edible Patreon project. So if you uh, appreciate and support what we're doing for you here <laughs> on Geek Show, uh, I know we've all felt the uh, the, the ramifications of that support have been phenomenal. <laughs> the ramifications. Yeah. Uh, that could be positive. <laughs> okay. The positive ramifications. Right. Yes. The uh, the earth the earthy ramparts who've helped me erect around my business have been fantastic. He so, said erect. Yeah, I did. Uh, but yeah, we have five uh, five great jerky flavors. Uh, plus, uh, if you really want to see something interesting, uh, there's a company called Burton Greta's Vegan Jerky in Canada. That's us. That's you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know how. That's you. <laughs> it's, All it's, right. It's weird. We ship things off to another country, and then we laugh. Did um, they decide on the name, or did you guys choose Oh, no. Bert we had nothing Greta. to do with it. One day, we're like, we're Fresh Vegan Foods. We're going to be in Canada. And they're like, no, no, no. No, we're Bert and Greta's Vegan Jerky, and here's this, here's this wholesome picture of a cabin that your jerky goes inside of. So that's cool. I like that. Enjoy I'm waiting it. for the red velvet cake flavor. Enjoy it, Canadians. Just remember... Toronto, when Burton Greta are ripping up your city, that's us. Is, so. it, is it U R or E R? Uh, it's Greta. No, Bert. Oh, Bert. It's B <laughs> B E R T. Yeah. Is it Greta or Greta? <laughs> it's Greta. Yeah. And G R G R T T A. Yeah. It's it's been an interesting experience because I don't think Canadians sleep because my my business partners. I have two business partners now. Outside of of my own wife, who's my business partner in my regular business, but so on one side of the country we have uh, Ari Lehman, the guy who played the very first Jason Voorhees. Yes, uh, he's hysterical, funny guy. He's got a heavy metal band uh, called the First Jasons, and they sing about Jason Voorhees. Uh, it's fun. Uh, great guy to know on Friday the thirteenth because he goes to Camp Crystal Lake and has a barbecue. Um, and then we've got these Canadians who only contact me at like three in the morning. Well, it's the time difference. Yeah, they're in Vancouver. They're an hour behind yeah, us. That's yeah, that's just... So, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but that's a ton of fun. I uh, got another uh, side gig going. Uh, it's uh, Vagabond Studios. You can check it out on Facebook. I, I paint miniatures and, and make right. make nerds happy. Right. So I'm so excited. Yeah. 1982. Oh, there you go. Re-released was... in 1984. Oh, okay. So chances are I was cashing in on the... On the <laughs> so okay. Like, what why, was, was, why the fuck was it re-released? I'll bet it was in a movie. It was a, re- a remix, apparently. Uh, I think it was in Beverly Hills Cop. Might have been. What was the Shaka Khan song? Uh, I feel for you. I feel for you. I feel for you. And that was not Rufus. That was just Chaka. What? Yeah. No wonder. Because Rufus made... And a rapper. Cha- yeah. But not Parappa. Shaka Khan. No. Everybody, everybody, Shaka Khan. Uh, <laughs> Tony? I got nothing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. He's got nothing. He's Quad T. Yeah, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or always here on The Geek Show or every other week on The Gadget Spot with Jaron Owen and uh, Secret Super Special Guest. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I, I now have the history of I Feel For You. Okay. Uh-huh. Strangely enough, written by Prince in 1979. Yeah, I knew that. But covered successfully by Shaka Khan in 1984. Yes. But the Pointer Sisters song... I feel for you from 1976 
Not the same song Not at the all. same no, song, no. Right, but the fun. Pointer Sisters, that's so we've gone. It's full circle. Isn't that fun, you guys? We have a host. Oh, hi. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. How was your work with Shaka Khan? His name's Kerry Jackson, by the way. Kerry uh, Jackson! <laughs> my, my favorite moment of Shaka Khan, mm-hmm. if you must know, yeah. was the first time I saw the Blues Brothers. Yeah. She's in the choir. Is she? In, with James Brown. She's one of, the, one of the women in the choir. She's really pretty. And they cut to her every now and then. And I'm like, it's Shaka Khan! <laughs> Does she have the big poofy hair? Is that she, her? She, yeah, she's got kind of big hair. And real, I think I know exactly really what you're talking Really pretty about. and swinging. And, you know, just, uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Did we introduce Jimmy? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, he, he, he talked about Libya. I think, yeah. I think Tony's drunk. That was I think so. It was, I've had too much water. Um, <laughs> I didn't give you any warning, but we have a letter. Oh, good. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. I'll be the music. You sing it. I can do it. I can do it later. Damn it! If you need some, yeah, give me some prep time. If you need some prep time, it's a new phone. I gotta, I I gotta figure it out. That's exactly who I thought it was. Yeah, Chaka Khan. There you go. Yeah, in the choir, just kind of there. If you have a Chaka Khan moment, share it with us. Send us a letter, (laughs) please. What's your Chaka Khan moment? Reach out to us on Twitter. What's your Chaka Khan moment? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of Chaka Talk. Chaka Talk. Nothing to do with Chaka. Chaka Talk, everybody. Everybody Chaka Talk. Land of the Lost. Uh, We will not be taking any Chaka the Sleestack questions. We're talking Chaka Khan. It's Chaka. And Chaka Khan only. It's Chaka, not Chaka. Well, it depends. That's a regional dialectal difference. People in Toronto call it Chaka. No, maybe it should be both. I thought it was Chaka. I think it should be the Chaka and Chaka show. Oh I think God, I that'd thought be it was, the best show ever. I thought it was Chaka on. I thought it was with a C on Land of the Lost. Chaka, yeah. Not, but you're saying Shannon, Chaka. Shannon's actually enunciating Shaka. it properly. He's getting the Khan. hyphen in there. Chaka Khan and Chaka the Monkey Boy. No, it's Chaka Khan. Look, her, look it's at Chaka her name. Khan. No, you her say is, Chaka Khan. Her, her name spelled yeah. with a C H. Like, L- yeah. Listen, to the goddamn side goes Chaka Khan. Everybody, everybody yeah, this guy's got a speech impediment. Hey, thanks for stalling. I'm ready. Hey, yeah, because he's right. a, well, he's real a, fast. Just before, just I just got a text. Yes. Uh, uh, just wow. I just got a revelation in my life. Uh, apparently, I have a sister, and she's buying a Hyundai, and uh, so I have to give her this information about the price of a Hyundai. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, she asked. That's a weird way to find out a, a reference. Yeah, maybe that's a, a weird way to find out your dad had a second family. Guys, I have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. I have to sign off on her Hyundai. Who wow. buys a fucking Hyundai? <laughs> Hyundai's aren't bad cars. I Shut up, a, Tony. I, got a Hyundai. <laughs> oh. I had a Hyundai for a while. Dang I quite it. liked it. Anyway, uh, you are you ready for the letter? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say my sister died years ago. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then we answer them. Yeah. Okay. So good. I, that, that's actually the shortest period of time you've ever done that. That is true. And it was with a new phone, too. Well, your oh. new phone is obviously a step up from the piece of shit you were trying to run things off he's, of earlier. He's, you got that right. Uh-huh. He's, he's learning. You're like Luther, Van- Luther Vandross singing backup for Bowie's Young Americans. I know. It's Vandross. Thanks, I think. <laughs> Thanks, I, think. I, don't, I don't really know if that's good, but I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, hi, Geek Show. I started listening consistently to your show about a month ago. Oh. Oh, uh, you're so lucky to have such he, new fun he, stuff in your life. He's uh, so I've been a radio from hell listener since 97. Thought I would give Carrie's other show a try. I uh, just want to let you know, guys know I'm hooked. I love it. I uh, also just read the USA Today article about Geek Show, which, which uh, Matt yeah. wrote for us. So it's oh, online. Matty. Yeah. And so he says, gave me even more respect for you guys. Uh, anyway, over the past uh, year or so, I've be- become a geek. 
That's interesting. Welcome to the fold. Yes. Did he have the surgery and everything? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's uh, really hard when you transition. Yes. Especially for Star Wars. Conversion therapy oh. can be I tough need the, on that. I need the ancient knowledge oh, here. Hold on. Let From me drink some more. Drink some more. Blah, 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 <laughs> Watch out. That's 75% alcohol. 82%. Calm uh, <laughs> <Going> down. <laughs> for some reason, I can't get enough Star Wars. After I saw Rogue One, I loved it so much, I bought every other... Every other Star Wars Blu-ray. Oh, so he's going like Star Trek and just sneaking to the even-numbered ones? I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And watched them all multiple times since then. My question for you guys is this. Mm. Please recommend some good Star Wars books to read to satisfy my craving. Uh, I read the Jedi Academy trilogy. Wrong. And the Aftermath (laughs) trilogy uh, to try to fill in the gaps between episodes six and seven, but I'm craving more. Okay. So if you wouldn't mind, please recommend some good Star Wars books. Uh, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath books. I'm glad you read those. Uh, you get the, the life of young Snap Wexley, who's mysteriously missing in action in, in uh, Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a fun character. Plus you get the, the, the greatest B-1 battle droid ever written, uh, Mr. Bones. He's a psychotic murder <laughs> bot. <laughs> he sings a song while he kills Imperials. Um, I would say... A lot of the comics that Marvel's put out are phenomenal, yeah. especially yeah, Vader. Vader cool. Down, if you want to see... One of the most chilling pages of... Well, there's a couple things that happen. For one, be careful what you're reading. If it says Legends anywhere on it, don't read it. It's not canon. It's mm. a it's a fun diversion, but it's not canon. But the Vader comic does a really good job of, of showing um, the bridge between Manic stomping around, uh, being rather random, Episode 4 Vader, and cold calculating, I'm killing all of the Admirals Vader in Episode 5. Yeah. And it's because he finds out that... Uh, the emperor hid the fact that his son survived because, as far as as far as Anakin's concerned, Padme died in childbirth, and both of the kids died with her, and he had no idea that he had kids. Mm-hmm. So finding that out, then all of a sudden you realize, okay, between episode four and five, you do realize in Empire Strikes Back he's he's killing more Imperials than anybody else is. He's literally it would be like if uh, if the the vice president of the United States just started knocking off cabinet members. You know, we had one that tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I was just a dumb. They were, they were um, duck shooting. Yeah. I would I would go as far as to say all of the Marvel uh, Star Wars comics. Doctor Aphra is so recently much fun. was is, is good, except I didn't care for the Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron's yeah. weird because they're uh, Poe Dameron's suffering from Agents of Shield season one se- uh-huh. uh, syndrome. They can't really do anything that takes place in the new trilogy, so they have to be before Episode seven. But even then, they're really limited to like a two year period of time. Mm-hmm. And so they brought in some mustache twirlers. It, it at times gets entertaining, but it's it's not the best. Yeah, I I just I I read a couple of issues and went. Yeah. Uh, too many comics. Uh, the Princess Leia comic is fantastic. That was really good. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the Dodsons did that one, and uh, then there's another one. It's four issues, and it kind of it's it's literally like the Battle of Endor, like the day after the Battle of Endor. And yeah. I can't remember what that those four issues were called. I've been uh, digging uh, from a certain point of view. Oh, the, I need to get. Could I? Could you loan that to me when you're done? Yeah, or sure. You, or do you have an actual copy? Yeah, I've got the yeah, hard book. Great, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's fun though. The greatest disservice you would be doing yourself right now is if you do not get on Netflix right this minute and watch all five and a half seasons of Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, if you, it, it's it's just some great long term. Every once in a while, it gets a little goofy, but for the most part, it's a phenomenal. You mean story. Rebels or Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Oh, Rebel, okay. Rebels is not on uh, on Netflix yet. Oh, okay. So Rebels, I was going to recommend that next to. God, it's so good. Uh, Rebels is good. It's more of a kid show than not. Uh, but I, there's some parts where he gets pretty I think, adults. I think the last there, season was there are, but he had to fight. Filoni did both shows. Dave yeah. Filoni did Clone Wars and Rebels, and because. Uh, 
Rebels came after Disney's acquisition of the Lucasfilm properties, he had to fight tooth and nail for some of the more grown-up stuff that yep. he had to put into Rebels. Clone Wars goes really grim mm. and goes very grim and stays there. Mm-hmm. So, And there's shit we laughed about, like the first time we saw Darth Maul's resurrection with the spider droid body. <laughs> we're all like, that's stupid. And then I watched it and I was like... He kept himself alive after being cut in half on a trash planet for 10 years through nothing but the power of hate. That's so <laughs> badass. <laughs> and then he gets his regular legs back. Well, he, robot ones. They, but yeah, and then he gets his brother, played by Clancy Brown, and yes. they go on a kill spree, and it's kind of amazing. Yeah. You yeah. see blue and black instead of red and black? And he's red and black. Oh, and, uh, missed opportunity. The actor who played him, the same guy who voices him in Rebels. And you just kind of see that that descent into madness as he gives up on the Sith and just starts becoming this crazed lunatic that's just traveling the stars and murdering Jedi. Dang. So Any others? Uh, yeah, those are good. Clone Wars, Rebels, those are the ones that I would say, if you haven't seen those, watch those. The Aftermath books by Wendig. Uh, and then, you know, make sure you're reading a book that isn't a Legends timeline book. Cause I'll, I'll recommend one that's not canon mm. that I still enjoy. And it's easy to read because it's a bunch of short stories. So it's like it's like the one yeah. you're, you were talking about. It's the Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, yeah, Nyet Nyet Nyek, the Jawa sniper, <laughs> the, the renegade Jawa. Yeah, he's on the trash heap next to the Moss Eisley Cantina, and he starts taking out stormtroopers because they blew up his sand crawler. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got an update on my sister. Oh, how? Uh, I is told she, the guy she bought the Hyundai. No, um, I told the guy, I said, I have no clue what you're talking about. My sister passed away in a freak circus stunt in 1999. He sent that? And he said, oh my God, I apologize. I wrote the wrong customer name. I'm so sorry for your loss. (laughs) You know, it's interesting, though, because that circus stunt did involve a Hyundai. I should say that. Yeah. Hyundai crushed her. Say say Hyundai was the name of the elephant. Hyundai the elephant packed his trunk and moved away from the circus. <laughs> I've never been to a fucking Hyundai dealership. I don't know how that guy has my fucking phone yeah, numbers. That's, that's what he interesting. Gets. That's what he yeah, gets. Right. Okay, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be that back. That guy's like sitting there going, "What the fuck? What did I do? Oh my god! I just wanted to make get a reference." And Crap! And he's also going, "I wonder what the circus stunt was." <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, never she, did a, she did a triple Lindy off a trans off of a trapeze <laughs> through the sunroof of a Hyundai, and she <laughs> missed. He's, he's going to be at like the bar tonight. Be like, "You're never going to fucking believe what happened to work today." <laughs> What did I do? We, she was in a car submerged underwater. Yeah. She was supposed to get out. It was like an escape thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a Hyundai and the doors jammed up. So yeah. <laughs> it just happened to be the day she, she broke she up. Get with, the, she didn't get the recall notice. That was the day she oh. broke up with the magician and he didn't bother to slip her the key. Oh. I'm so tempted to tell him that the, the elephant's name was Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hyundai. So. Oh, it was, uh, it was a Chinese elephant. Uh, it was an Asian elephant. Let, well, yeah. let's, find, let's find the name of one of the Hyundai cars. Her name- Elantra. Her, like, the elephant's name was Elantra. Watch it. He shows me the car she wants to buy. I should just say that car. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the car? <laughs> um, oh, God. We called her Han. That was her nickname. <laughs> the, elephant, the elephant's name was Sonata. <laughs> yeah. The elephant's name was Sonata. That's it. That's and, we, good. and we used to call my... Everybody called... Uh, her nickname was Han. Oh. I'll never forget when Han died. <laughs> nice. Well played. Uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, we got broken news coming up and uh, some more from us. This poor guy. <laughs> After these, these messages, messages, we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. 
Pastor Games is your locally owned and operated store for all modern and classic board games, magic games, and much more. Here's what's happening at Haster Games for the rest of the month. Magic the Gathering Dominaria pre-release is happening April 20th through the 22nd. If you pre-order your boxes of Dominaria through Haster, you can receive them a week early. You can pick them up at the pre-release, so why not stay and play? Dominaria releases. They're having a special draft event on April 27th. D&D has the Mordecanon's Book of Foes releasing in May. Now, if you pre-order to get your copy of a special pre-order version, you'll get very different cover art on that special version. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and magic products as well. It's a great place to stay and play. Haster Games at 6831 South State Street. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturdays and noon to 5 on Sundays, or you can go to HasterGames.com. Remember, Haster has it. May the 4th be with you. In observance of Star Wars Day, Boo's Teak will feature Star Wars entertaining accessories like Death Star ice molds, Chewbacca koozies, and more until Revenge of the Fifth. And don't forget Mother's Day is coming up on May 13th. Boo's Teak is your Mother's Day gift emporium. They got tea, chocolate, sassy cards, copper mugs, wine and cocktail accessories. Never forget, Mom. You're the reason that she took up drinking in the first place. And as always, if you mention Geek Show, they'll give you a 15% discount on your purchase. Boo's Teak at 350 East Broadway, open daily from 11-ish to 7 p.m. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. Shelby Webb is the creator of Sugar Glider, a new comic book series with a cause. Sugar Glider is a superhero teen who battles adolescent issues like bullying, self-image problems, peer pressure, and mental illness, just to name a few. The first four-part series of the comic features the amazing band X-Ambassadors, who partner up with their heroine to identify the struggle of the first antagonist, Prism. This comic puts a voice to the issues young people face and finds positive outlets to heal. Join the launch party Saturday, May 12th at 51 Club and Cafe in Salt Lake City from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Feel free to cosplay. There are going to be giveaways and a raffle. Tickets and all the info can be found at glidercomics.com. That's comics with an X. Or on Facebook at Sugar Glider Comic.
Broken News. Welcome to it. Woo! Hey, name, yes. Name of the episode is Bert and Greta. No oh. idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sober and I have no idea. I definitely have no idea. I wasn't here. Bert and Greta uh, is the name of the episode. We'll get back to it in a moment. Uh, but first, uh, thank you for joining me for Broken News. Got Jay here. Hi, What's Jay. What's up? Good morning. And uh, Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's fucking nice outside. Can we do the podcast outside? <laughs> yeah. Let's move it outside. It's so fucking nice. We'll you, figure that out. You need a treehouse studio, Carrie. That would we'll, be dope. We'll work, we're working on that. That'd we need, uh, instead of like shirts, like Geek Show shirts, we need a uh, Geek Show kites. Ooh. Kites. Yeah. Oh. Let's go kite. Let's do a kite fun. day. That'd or swim fun. trunks. <laughs> My uh, uncle used to be like an avid like kite enthusiast. And like we go out, you ever see the guys are like yeah. the big ones and they go up like so high, you're like, oh God, I don't even look at that <laughs> fucking thing. Just makes you nauseous. He's like, I'm, it's coming back. <laughs> You're like, no, it's not. I used to uh, have a kite in my trunk at all times. <laughs> really? Like, just in case. Just a good windy day. Let's do, let's do this. Yeah. When I had a lot of time to waste. <laughs> I, and I would just stop and I'd just, you know, let her go. <laughs> go fly kite. And uh, I can't do that anymore. I haven't done that in a while. Was, oh, it, yeah. a good, was it a good canvas one or was it like those no. shitty plastic ones? No, it was, an, it was a good plastic one. Oh. It was, it was like four foot tall and it was Optimus Prime. Of course and, it was. Of course and, it I, was. and I got it for like four bucks was all, you know, yeah. and, and but it was a it was a damn fine kite and it was stable as hell. It wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't zip around or anything. It just yeah. stayed right there and it didn't need that much of a wind. It'd go right up. Was yeah. it truck optimus or was he transformed? He was trans he was robot. Uh, yeah. I've never heard a better reason for owning a kite than <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just, I mean You never know. Honey, yeah, I'm just not gonna be able to make it to the funeral. Yeah. Um there's some good wind out there and I'm gonna <laughs> Sorry, gotta take advantage of yeah. Ops in the back. And Optimus got to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a plate. Save me a plate. I, he's, in, he's, he's in the trunk, and I can hear him going tweep, top, tweep, top. And, uh... <laughs> anyway, also joining uh, for Broken News, uh, Jimmy Martin and Counts. Hello. From Big Hello, Movie Mouth Off. Carrie. Hello, right. Carrie. Let's get to it. Raise a glass. Oh, no, I, we're going to have to raise like four glasses. There's yeah. a lot of glasses to be raised. I don't even have fucked, a glass. But I know sure. the first one. Can we raise a kite? God damn it. <laughs> raise a kite. I don't have a glass in front of me. Uh, Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Yes, yeah. to Vern Troyer. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, go to the Facebook page, and uh, we posted the, the yeah. YouTube link yeah. where Shannon moderated them just a year ago. Yeah, it's yeah. also in our Twitter feed. I put it on the Did Twitter. You? So you can watch it. Uh, where Shannon, you know, went in with a little trepidation. Yeah. Heard, heard he could be, from me, heard he could be a difficult interview. A handful, yeah. Uh, but it turned out to be a very friendly and forthcoming uh, guy. I was at the panel. Vern said on the mic that this is the biggest room he's ever done with the most people in the room and that it was like one of the coolest things he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And I think Chan said something like either before, no, it was after, uh, that he said something about, you know, just things, something like thanks for being kind to me or something like that. You know, not treating him like a fucking circus act. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because, like, you know, everybody wanted to talk about the shit he'd done when he was drunk and, you know, on those reality yeah. shows. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to go there. Because I, Shannon did some great fucking research. I didn't mm-hmm. know he grew up Amish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Grew up in an Amish community. Yeah. Um, also said, uh, I was offered a job once as a superhero that lived underneath the hat of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln would go around and when you take the hat off, there would be this character that Vern Troy, he was, I was offered what? this, this job and he said, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, fuck oh. no. What I hope I, he says, I hope I never have to take jobs like that, but I was happy I was able to turn that one down. Wow. Because yeah. he still had his dignity, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but he was, four, he was 49. 49, that, that part blows my mind. And they, as of this recording, the cause of death has not been uh, put out there, but uh, 
I'm thinking that he may have killed himself. That's what Jimmy was saying. Complications yeah. from well, alcoholism. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. he drank himself because yeah. he was. Uh, he checked himself in a couple of years ago for multiple ex- times for extreme alcoholism mm, yeah. and depression. He's yeah. talked about killing himself before. And, it sucks. Uh, it it's, is. It's yeah. terrible. But uh, there you go. Well, and Shannon, Shannon and I were talking about it last night because it kind of hit Shannon in the gut a little bit because this is somebody who you know he got to connect for a little bit and. Uh, and he's a, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, please do it. The Andre the Giant documentary. Oh, yeah. Where Andre the Giant said, he goes, I wish I could just have one day in your shoes because I can't walk out. People know who I am. I'm mm. this eight foot tall monster. Amazing. I can't put glasses on and a hat and a fake mustache. They're like, great, that's still Andre the Giant. Same thing with him when you think about it. Oh, yeah. There's mm. nothing he could do to, to change his you know appearance where yeah. people wouldn't really know who he was. Oh, no, absolutely. And they're always saying, like, you know, shit to him. Like, uh, Shannon was like, you know, can you imagine people walking up to you every fucking day saying, get in my belly? Like how oh, fucking Jesus. irritating would that get after a while? Yeah. Oh, after the second time, and and I get that, and because we, I mean, we had this, we were talking for a while, but the, the whole thing, I was like, yeah, but you know, Mark Hamill had the same thing, you know, yeah, you, know, that's and, true. you know, same thing with uh, what's his name, Will Wheaton and stuff like that. I was like, but you, if you learn to embrace it, which I think Vern finally did. Well, and Leonard Nimoy wrote a book about it, two exactly. books, two books about it. I'm not Spock, and then I am Spock. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> and and they, you know, Kirk and he, Shatner, they figured it out. Sure. When you know you can't run from it anymore, you got to embrace it and just let it happen. Embrace it and cast the check. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, who else? Uh, the other one, uh, Harry Anderson. Oh yeah, Harry Anderson. Night Court. Night Court. Yeah, mm-hmm. stand up magician, and I loved Night Court. I never really got super into it, but it was fun. I loved Bull on Night Court. He, but... he lives around here somewhere. Get the fuck! Out. I, I was. That's what I was told. Really? When, I li- when I lived yeah. in Los Angeles, uh, I, I saw him at Culver City shopping at Lucky's. I'll never forget it. <laughs> it was a gro- I was like six, maybe, and he was buying cake. And he was like, he had that face, you know, like how he'd make the, that expression. Uh, yeah, that, that. Yeah. And he was just like, just looking at the cake. And he was, he was, didn't like the cake. Like, he always, I was like, who the fuck made him this cake? He always like, looked like that eagle Muppet. What was it? Sam, Sam, the, Sam the Eagle? Yeah. Yeah. Sam the American I Eagle. Love exactly. Um, Harry Anderson. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of John Larroquette. You know, I, I thought that was fun. But yeah, yeah but talented yeah. Uh, comedian. Yeah, I don't. Well, Johnny, say, he said that the best compliment that he ever got was from Johnny Carson. But Johnny Carson told him that you are the best comedy magician I've ever seen. There you go. So I mean, he says I could have retired after that. I didn't, Absolutely. but I could have. You know. Uh, the other one, uh, I don't think we talked about it last time because I think it happened after we recorded Broken News. Was R. Lee Emery, Ermy, R. Lee Ermy, yeah, yeah. the from, drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Yep. I right when I heard that, I bummed for a second and I immediately grabbed my <laughs> Full Metal Jacket disc and popped it right in. Pop it right in. And I'll tell you right now, I believe that the first act is which is his. And the first half of Full Metal Jacket is, is bar nuns a thousand times better than the second half. Yeah, I can watch the first half a thousand times with with Vincent D'Onofrio and Matthew oh, yeah. Modine and yeah. just I mean just shut it off after the end. The of that. Se- yeah, the second right yeah, when second he shoots half. him, just turn it off. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. If you cut it off then, it's like wow, that's a brilliant movie. It's know? nuts. It's just it's, it's an amazing performance. Well, it's 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 not that the second half is bad. It's just a different movie. Oh, it's, totally. it's, it's almost like you yeah, know, part one and part two. Exactly. Right yeah, there could have been yeah. an intermission. I mean, the, he, se- the second half is is still great movie making, it but is. it's just so different from the first half. And I don't know if it was supposed to be the exact same character, but it essentially was. Didn't he play the ghost version in The Frighteners? I believe he did. Uh, he was in there, yeah. He, I think he, he played, played the drill sergeant. He played a drill sergeant. <laughs> he well, he yeah. did that all. He was the voice of the army man yeah. in Toy yeah. Story. Oh, movies, that's right. You know, he <laughs> was great. But he was great in uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah. Remember, he yeah. made out with Jack Black. No, that's <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and he's in my secret shame movie that I love, Hexed. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. a, 
he's a detective and, he, and he's questioning the guy and he has a great line he says listen son we can be here all night I'm divorced with no charisma I've got nowhere to go <laughs> do you suck dicks Peter Puffer yeah that's what I remember Bullshit, uh, I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> God, I fucking love Doesn't it. he describe somebody's girlfriend as Mary Jane Rottencrotch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... Um, you, you will cry. <laughs> see, I wanted to play on the radio show. I wanted to play audio. You can't, you can't get much out I of it. I can't get a goddamn thing out. No. You know? you should do, but you should do it with beeps and just see how far it goes. Yeah. It'd be a lot of beeps. It's yeah, a lot of work beep, 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 for me. Morse code. <laughs> I'll be watching you. It's a lot of work for me. All right. Anybody else? I think that's... Yeah, got it, didn't it? it Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush, Bush, absolutely. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, all we're doing now... <laughs> Talked about a fake drill sergeant. Yeah, that first lady, whatever. <laughs> yeah, first lady. Well, this isn't POTUS chat. Yeah. You know. I know. Yeah. I just think it's funny. <laughs> um, although it's it's been accused of being POTUS chat past year and a half. Uh, um, uh. But all we're doing now is just waiting for Infinity War. <sighs> and, and I, I'm I, so sad. And Me I, too, man. I can't go. I can't go. I can't see it till Saturday. Hey, I'm Carrie. mad. I'll see you there. Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Jay and I hate you both. Fucking, well, here's fucking POTUS chat. Here are some <laughs> here are some tips leading up to Infinity War. Go. Are you gonna give me some blackout tips? Some media I'm, blackout I'm tips? I'm giving you all some right. media blackout tips. First of all, the big the big premiere yeah. is Monday night. So the day this comes out. And I doubt you'll get any spoilers from that because that's all like friends and family, it, some press. It some press, family, filmmakers, Marvel artists, Marvel writers, stuff like that. But uh, you say that, I agree with you. It just takes one asshole. Exactly. Just That's what one. I'm saying. Just one person who wants to feel fucking special. And Tuesday afternoon is when the rest of us in media mm-hmm. are seeing it. Yep. And that and, and we've been told that the embargo is lifted. You can review it mm-hmm. after we see it. So then you gotta be careful because if they can say whatever they want exactly. with no repercussions. So what we're saying is is just turn off your social media this week mm-hmm. until you see it. I mean, we're not, when I tweet about it on Tuesday and on Wednesday morning on the radio show, I'm not going to give you any plot. I'm not going to give you anything except it worked or it didn't. You know? say, sure. I will say this. Just if you want a little dose of something, like if you don't want to go off your you know, social media or something like that, you will, I mean, social media is one thing. If you want to see some you know, the actors talking about it, I will say this. Uh, as we record this, the junket was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there's some interviews on there. I can tell you right now, all of those interviewers, you know, kind of like what I do. Have not seen the movie, so they okay. don't they don't know shit in those things. So okay, it's that's just, good. So there's just, and they can give little tidbits here and there, like uh, you know, Chris Pratt says some things that Star Lord might do that's funny, like that. But it's not anything spoilery. Mm-hmm. But if you just want some dose of Avengers: Infinity War, just well, type in Avengers: Infinity War interviews on YouTube. And to get you hyped, uh, Jimmy Kimmel the entire this entire <laughs> week. Oh, these are the entire cast. <laughs> has most of the cast uh, from April 23rd to 27th. Kimmel's show will host 19 of the stars. <laughs> RDJ, Tom Holland, Zoe Saldana, Pom Kalepnikov, Mantis, oh, Mantis yeah, right. Paul Bettany, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hiddleston, Dave Bautista, Jesus. Mark Ruffalo, Danai Guerrera, Chris Hemsworth, Joss Brolin, Sebastian Stan, Chadwick Boseman, Karen Gillan, Benedict Cumberbatch, Don Cheadle, Elizabeth Olsen, and Winston Duke. All Jesus. going to all this week. Winston Duke, my Winston man. See, that's Duke. the thing. Uh, he, I didn't know if he was going to be in this, and then he was at the junkie oh, no, doing I, interviews. They, they, show, they showed... Yeah, uh, there's a scene. When they they released uh, the little 40 roster. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, like... Or what, that, this he mass, was in there? Yeah, they, they were already talking about he's already going to be in. Nice. It. Did you say Jeremy uh, Renner? 
No, he didn't say Jeremy Renner. Where's Jeremy? Where's Hawkeye? I don't you think didn't say, he said Hawkeye. You didn't say not. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, where's Paul say, Rudd? I, I did not. think he said Hawkeye. <laughs> what if like Thanos not. takes off a mask and he's like, surprise, bitch! It was me the whole time. It's Hawkeye. <laughs> 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 fucking hate you guys. Give me them fucking rings. I'm, I want that shit right now. See, I, I takes off see, a mask, climb down off some stilts. Because <laughs> it's because it's ABC, because it's Disney, because you know, I get yeah. it, they're all owned by the same people. But I thought it would have been funny because for Last Jedi, they brought them all on at once. Like that, I thought it would have been funny if they just made a fucking like bleacher set. <laughs> I just I, had them sitting like row after that's row. That's what I thought they would do, but I guess they're spreading it out over an well, entire week. Think about so. trying to. Like, it was hard enough watching the last Jedi one. I think like half of them didn't say more than two sentences. Yeah, like, exactly. So for, to times that by three, Jesus. But they will. They will be showing scenes. Know that. Uh, no. And I just uh, don't even want to see. Like footage. Good Morning America had an extended scene. Yeah. Which confirmed to me who Peter Dinklage is playing. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, see, yeah that's I saw a, that too. Well, see, um, I didn't see that, and that's what's. Uh, and I'll say that because Cat, yeah. uh, she's on Instagram a lot, and she at least once a day she's like, "Oh, I just saw something new. I just saw a spoiler," and I'm like, "Don't say anything. I don't, don't. want to know this shit." Yeah. Like, and stay yeah. off. If, and, you, yeah. if you don't she, want them, stay she, off. She, she has it. The I, Dinklage thing got blown yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I don't want to know that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. But like, um, but when I told Cat, you know, I, was, I don't want to know this, and she's like, "Well, neither do I." But then you need to get off social media because like you're going to sit there and like when these big things happen, everybody else is like, "Oh shit!" Like that, you're going to sit there going, "I saw it on Instagram." Yeah. And that's not fun. No, yeah, it's not. It's so, not. It's not. I'm telling you, just thank you. Know, you. Stick, well, st- it seems like Instagram's the worst of all the I, social medias. And yeah, I checked out probably like February. No shit. Really? It was like what they dropped. What, didn't they drop like a new trailer? Uh, yeah, there was, there was a new trailer. There was the second yeah. trailer. Yeah, it was yeah. that second trailer. <laughs> And then I was, and I didn't even want to see it. And then I was like, "Fuck!" I, it just popped up, and I was like, "All right, fine." Mm. And I saw it, and I was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm done." Mm. I, I like, I know I'm going to see the movie. Well, so it, fuck it. And speaking of this, they released a trailer last week God damn for it. for Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic oh, okay. World, Fallen yeah. Kingdom. Never yeah, mind, never did. mind. And I'm telling, <laughs> and I'm telling everyone to not look at that. I one. saw it, and it's given a lot away because I think it gives away. The, the entire plot of the, the movie. It, it absolutely does. You know? And I mean, it, it looks exciting. Yeah. But I think it's giving too much away in yep, that one. So, anyway, so. Uh, Jane and I are going to have to join an anti tech cult from Tuesday to Sunday. I'm just, paint, I'm just <laughs> painting and writing shit all week. I, like, I'm, it's it's going to be the longest four well, days of my life. I work at a secure facility. For, I'm, like, I work at a secure facility. I can't really have my phone on me. Yeah. So, I'm good. So, uh, I don't. Yeah, some friends be like, hey, man, did you hear Cap died? <laughs> right? <laughs> also, also, last week was uh, the final trailer for Deadpool 2. Oh, God, it's so good. And uh, still Peter. Watching, Peter. Still not, still not watching Peter. that. <laughs> Peter still. is the star. Peter. Um, and Peter takes it. Peter also has a Twitter account. Oh, my it's God. apparently great. Oh, yeah. Rob De- it's Rob Delaney. Yeah. It's just hilarious. That, um, that shot of him in the parachute is yeah. just... Well, he's uh, he is Peter. Yeah, uh, we don't know much about him other than he just applied for the job to be on X Force and got the job, even though he has no powers. Um, but uh, you know they're going to kill off Peter. Peter, uh, the account was set up weeks before that trailer yeah, was released, really so they was. they knew he was going to be the breakout star. Sure. Uh, he tweets as himself a uh, husband, experienced apiarist, <laughs> beekeeper, yeah. like sports and grilling on my deck. <laughs> Getting warm out there, almost summer footwear season, hashtag sandals. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you ever looked at your face upside down in a mirror? Ha, my mustache looks like a unibrow. <laughs> hashtag Sunday fun day. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. So yeah, look the, f- look for it on Twitter. The, the best is is the little uh, gif that Rob Delaney treat, uh, retweeted of his own, you know, uh, yeah. Peter account, and he, and he, it says, 
It's just him in the parachute and everything. It's yeah. like, I, it just says, I love X-Forcing. <laughs> I love X-Forcing. Yeah, it's so a, fucking great. But uh, there's two things I laughed because a, a long time ago, once they announced that he was that Josh Brolin's playing Cable, I said, one, are they going to mention Thanos? Of course. And he totally did. Mm-hmm. He, he pump the brakes, Thanos, like yeah, that, you know, yeah, he does. Something like that. But then the other one is just, if they're ever going to acknowledge Goonies. Mm. And he says, bring it on, One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. So I know. And you know that's not even like half the jokes that are probably in that fucking yeah. movie. So. But I mean, that's the, per- like, yeah, you- that's the perfect reference for Josh Brolin as Cable, One-Eyed Willie. I mean, of yeah, course, because he's cable. got one regular eye. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's exactly. Great. Uh, Jimmy was very excited last week when he heard that... Uh, is Spielberg your favorite director, do you think? I think so. I think he probably had the most impact on my childhood. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't think... Who who among us can not say that? I mean, oh, that's, yeah, I, yeah. Sp- I mean, that's Spike Lee had probably the most yeah, okay. biggest impact on my childhood. Who besides but Jake? Very was different. <laughs> we grew up very different. <laughs> who besides Jake? Uh, no, I think it's a, it's a dude. It's I was a nostalgia in LA. thing. It's a nostalgia thing time. that that still sticks around though. Because I mean, like think about. It. I mean, he's still making you know yeah. films that are still breaking ground. It's yeah. like pretty mm-hmm. nuts. So I think that the fact that this is a guy who. I mean, shit, E.T. was in 1982, the year I was born, yeah, and, and has not stopped since, so probably. Well, his uh, latest uh, thing that he announced was uh, he's got a DC comic book property that yeah. he is going to uh, direct and produce, uh, Black Hawk. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, World War II. Well, he kind of likes so that stuff. He's been there before. Uh, <laughs> now, what's funny, because you mentioned 1941, and I was like, I'm surprised they didn't mention Saving Private Ryan. Well, and then there's that. Um, we're yeah, talking about the important World War II movies. The one with Belushi. Definitely yeah, you know. go with your Belushi yeah. projects if you're going uh, to do a sizzle reel. And now I'm aware of Black Hawk because I've seen yeah. like the name and, and the, the character in comic book stores, you know, posters and things like that. But I'd never read it, and so I had to, I had to look it up. Uh, debuted in 1941 in Military Comics Number 1. Uh, published originally by Quality Comics before DC acquired the property in '56, co-created by uh, Will Eisner, you know, uh, along with Bob Powell, Chuck uh, Cudiera. Uh, it is uh, it's it's World War II. It's it's this uh, led by a man named Black Hawk who fought the Nazis and their ilk in World War II. Uh, it changed throughout the years, became different things, but essentially the same: a group of these pilots and adventurers who fought Nazis. Yeah. So uh, that sounds right up Mr. Spielberg's alley. Did you see the uh, the but, meme that Shannon posted? What is that? So it's between it's, it's between uh, DC fans talking to you know DC and like, hey man, we just really want a Man of, man of Steel two movie. Can we get that? Yeah, I mean the Suicide Squad two movie is coming out real soon. Like we're really excited for it. No, we just really want Man of Steel two. Can we just get that? Birds of Prey's coming. Birds <laughs> of Prey, we got it coming good. You're gonna get that? No, we just really want Man of Steel two. Hey man, Blackhawk. You ready for Blackhawk? See if you're drink Blackhawk. God damn it. Here's here's my only little caveat about this, is that you remember a year or so ago, Mr. Spielberg was quoted as saying that comic book movies like Westerns will go away. Yes. Yeah. And he here was. he is, diving in. Maybe diving he's, in. Maybe well he's willing to eat his words. He's still making nineteen eighties movies all these That's years true. later, so mm-hmm. all right. Uh let's see. Oh the Does anyone remember the mask toys? Like yeah. the Jim Carrey one? No. Oh no, mass uh, mobile armored strike yeah. command. Oh yeah, of course. With uh, yeah, yeah, the red car and the helicopter. Yeah. And that yeah. was my shit when I was a kid. Uh, the director of the Fate of the Furious is going to make the Mask movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, so it was Mask, which is mobile armored strike command. Also, the first the, four letters of mask masculine. The bad guys were called Venom. Venom, which stands for Venom. 
<laughs> no, this one very evil. No, th- well, you're close. <laughs> they shoehorned this one in. Vicious evil network of mayhem. Who would want to work for that? That's Wait, a lot. Of never work. gets its own letter. <laughs> yeah, I love how Uff sometimes gets a letter when it works and doesn't when it's not. <laughs> who who would want to work there? But, Just like, uh, yeah. Are the benefits good? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe they got good dental. There's no so, doubt about whether or not you're a good guy. Now, I'm sure, if that could be. Now this guy is uh, doing the Men in Black reboot first, and then he'll get to mask. But that could be really F, cool. F. Gary Gray is his name. With the with the right CGI, that could yes. be fun. Uh, another director announced this week uh, for the. We don't know whether it's called the Harley Quinn movie or whether it's called Birds of Prey. We don't know. Uh, we've got a director, though, Kathy Yan, who was just here in town for Sundance. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, something about pigs. Dead Pigs is Dead the pigs. name of it. Strong yeah. reviews. And uh, it was a dark comedy, won World Cinema Dramatic Special Jury Award for Ensemble. I heard really good things about it. Yeah. So uh, there you go. They're just uh, giving a, a superhero movie to her. Uh, grew up in China, raised in Hong Kong and Washington, D.C., would become the first Asian woman to direct a big-budget superhero movie. That's cool. So that's very cool. I Love actually it. flipped a coin. I almost saw that, but I chose a documentary instead, and the documentary ended up winning Best Documentary. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess they're both good. Yeah, you, you did, did all right. You did well. <laughs> uh, let's see a couple of final items. First of all, I'm probably the only one sad about this. Ash versus Evil Dead, canceled. Yep. Oh, that means he's done with because we did a story that he said, if it's gone, it's gone. He said at a convention, he said, if it gets canceled... Ash is done because I'm going to sit and smoke weed on my property. <laughs> but he released this written statement. I was just kidding. <laughs> Ash versus Evil Dead has been the ride of a lifetime. Ash Williams was the role of a lifetime. It was an honor to reunite with Evil Dead partners uh, Rob Tappert and Sam Raimi to give our tireless fans another taste of the outrageous horror comedy they demanded. I will always be grateful to Stars for the opportunity to revisit the franchise that launched our careers. Now that's kind of Politically worded, yeah. I think he's done, and that's kind of sad. But well, there you go. It, it sounds re- very press releasey. He's, yeah. he's reaching that Ron Perlman level, man. It's like you know, yeah, that's how, true. How long can you do this shit? And to a degree, up to the RDJ level. I mean, like that's true. Time's passing, man. Yeah, These guys can't keep this shit up forever. Of the people you mentioned, Perlman looks ninety years old. Yeah, yeah. he looks bad. Yeah. Well, let the me years ju- have been hard on him. Let me just throw this out because I was thinking about it when I was watching uh, Flash the other night. Mm. The guy who plays the elongated man. Mm-hmm. He could do it. Yeah, he could easily do it. He could be Ash. I wonder because if they wanted to, you know, restart it or something. Well, the reboot, but then in kind of a sequel because I think Ash showed up in that movie. They just called it Evil Dead, the one that came out what five years ago or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he showed up like in the credits. If I think that's yeah. what happened, and so I just wonder if they're not going to do anything with that, they're, or, they're or if that movie's not, not even going to get a sequel. <laughs> it's, it, if it would have by now, if I think if they were, yeah, gonna do it. it was good though. And then finally, this as we record this. Uh, my wife is 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 really anticipating the return of Westworld. It's like oh her, God, it's like yeah. her favorite thing. It is, never it is, start it? It is huh? tonight as we record yeah. right? the sequel yeah. or the season two. Season oh, two. Well, I, I, I know it comes out tonight. Not yet, but okay. I will have watched yeah. it by tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, this shit's so good. I, right before I came here, kind uh, of watching a recap of season one because mm. just to you know, you I, have yeah. to. Yeah. you have to. There's you a lot of totally shit. have to. And I, I just remember how it ends. That's it. Yeah, I, I. There's a lot online of recaps pe- yeah. that people have written up, yeah. and you should do your homework yeah, before you sure. go. This was a good one. It's about, just about 15 minutes long. Yeah. You know. Um, but the uh, second season of uh, Westworld finally starting, and the question that everyone has been asking, the show's biggest mystery has been revealed. Oh, I, I saw this. I know what you're going to say. The hosts, the robots. Yeah. In the show. 
poop. <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, they shit. This was in. Do they ever eat? <laughs> yes. This was in Entertainment Weekly. Yep. Executive producer Lisa Joy said, quote, the hosts are basically organic. It's cheaper that way to print them out. They eat, they sleep, they have sex, and they poop. It's really like a human body with the one difference being where we have a brain, they have a CPU. Yeah. So I know everyone has been dying. Yeah, man. And now with that knowledge going forward, season yeah. season two will be more enhanced. So people are going to come in for more dirty sex. It can now really <laughs> Hey, Carrie, do I, do I get any credit for realizing what you were talking about, but not just screaming it out? I was proud of you for Thank that. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> you did very, very good. Thank you. I did not tip the joke. I just wanted that on air forever. <laughs> that praise. Take Take notes. <laughs> Uh, anything else before we get back to the episode? Well, I've, we definitely got movies, but I, just, I wanted to uh, just promote this thing I found on YouTube. Uh, Egg and I, I was telling you about this. I haven't this. had a chance to look at it you, yet. I've watched, I found more episodes because apparently he started season two. I'm, in, I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, so Egg and I were just, well, it started with me and Kat because uh, all the Avengers went to uh, China, Shanghai, and they actually went to Disneyland and they rode that Tron ride. Mm-hmm. And then we found these funny pictures of them on it. And so Kat's like, I want, I want to see the ride. So we started watching. There's like first person views. People wear, you know, with the GoPros on their head and they ride the ride. And also, we just started watching all these roller coaster things. And so, Egg and I, the next night, Egg and I, I started watching random shit. And then this thing popped up called Defunct Land D E F U N C T L E N D, Defunct Land. And what it is, is this guy has created a documentary series. And every episode's about between 10 to 15 minutes long. 15 is usually the max. And each episode is about a ride at a theme park that's no longer existing. And there's a whole you know, history of it and, wow. stuff, and like you know what it was like, people's reactions, and why it was closed down, and just everything, little things about it. And we started with like the Back to the Future ride. We did the Jaws ride. Uh, I'm trying to think some, some things at Disneyland that are no longer there. Uh, one that actually caught my attention is not just you know Disneyland. Sometimes it's like a full blown park. And one that caught my attention big time is a, a park that's in New Jersey and no longer there called Action Park. And it's basically. Uh, it's a park that was known for being just fucking dangerous, and like you know, people get, like six people died there. Wow! And, yeah, and um, they had like a, a water slide that actually had a loop in it that oh. didn't work, and so no. they actually had to create a hatch to get people out of there and stuff. And if you did make it, people came out with their faces all busted up and shit. And uh, they had a uh, an alpine. If you did make it, yeah, <laughs> they had a, an alpine slide that people just could ramp off into the fucking like mountain, like shit. You know, like, I'm thinking to Danny DeVito on water slides right now from <laughs> Always Sunny. Well, this, right? yeah. this sounds like that that uh, new movie with uh, the guy from Jackass. It's Johnny Knoxville. It's exactly uh, what it is. It, oh, yeah. See, okay. that, so when I saw this, we saw it. Remember that thing we saw with Johnny Knoxville playing yep. the old man? He's like, yep. I used to run a theme park. Yeah, exactly. The movie's called Action Point. Yeah. Oh. And so even in the documentary, he goes, Johnny Knoxville's making a movie, not shot on location, but loosely based on yeah. Action Park, and yeah. like and. And so it's all about this park that's fucked up. Um, like the Nickelodeon Studios, that's no longer at the Universal Studios. And so I actually, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I follow the guy on Twitter and I actually just tweeted at him and I'm just like, dude, this is amazing. And I took my brother's into this kind of shit. I know you, uh, Carrie's yeah. into it. And, um, and so I tweeted him and I said, uh, hey, like if you could do one for me that's a, a ride that no longer exists because it was something that actually kind of touched me on as a kid, like uh, about filmmaking, was at Universal Studios Orlando, they had uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my I love, God, I love yeah. for making movies thing. Yeah. You had the birds in 3D. They show you how they did the, the shower scene in Psycho. Oh, yeah. They showed you, uh, I think it was Vertigo, when the guy falls off the Statue of Liberty. That kind of shit. It was really cool. Uh, and then the, in the other room, they had, you had binoculars, and you could look in these uh, big, giant apartments. It was like rear window, and you could see people. It was just fucking fascinating. It's no longer there. Now it's Shrek 4D. Fuck that. And, um, <laughs> and so I said... It's Shrek, I said, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> What's 4D? <laughs> It's where you can smell shit. I don't know. And so, uh, but I, I tweeted at him and I said, could you please do, because he takes suggestions. He always says who suggested that episode. And I said, could you do Alfred Hitchcock? And he goes, 
like the like a podcast because he's a podcast or something. But he, I go no, like he goes because I did an episode just a month ago, and sure enough, I found season two. I'm like, oh shit! So now like the whole thing, you know, about that he amazing. It's so much fun to watch. Just like takes you back to like uh, the confrontation at Universal Studios that's no longer there that became the Mummy Ride. And just, it's a really cool show. So it's called Defunct Land. Is he doing yeah. any Disney uh, properties? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good. tons of Disney good, stuff. Good, good, good. I'm trying to think which ones that he's done. I'd I mean, love him to do a Journey Through Inner Space. He did that one. He did that one. I think okay. so, yeah. He did Body Wars. Body Wars? Body Wars. Like, oh. I mean, he talks about the, the stuff that's tra- tragic oh, that happens on these rides. Yeah. Like, apparently, a girl had a heart attack yeah. and, like, and they took her out and she died on it. I mean, yeah. just, it's, I mean, the, Stuff that nobody knows about. This. The guy does his research. That's cool. Body it's Wars really is cool. one of those first shake box rides where it was like the Star Tours ride. Exactly. Yeah, same yeah. kind of it thing. It was one of the first ones I'd forgotten about. Um, I'm trying to think. He did Captain EO. Oh, ah, good. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, good. So, that shit. Yeah, it's just all the kind of stuff. And then uh, stuff like how the, the giant, uh, the Sorcerer's hat that was at MGM Studios, like that. And then he goes, the reason they got rid of it is because it just was a fucking eyesore that, like, that blocked the Chinese theater so you could never get a good picture of it. And, then oh, the, and okay. the water tower. That with the Mickey ears on, it's gone, and so yeah. It's oh, just, that's cool. How really long cool are the series. episodes? How long are they? Fifteen minutes. Okay, at the most. I, I've marathoned every fucking episode. So wanna, oh, the ones that he's, he's he's done so far three little mini episodes. Sometimes I'm about a theme park just for fun. I guess he just you know gets an itch. And my favorite thing I texted it to you was uh, he did an episode on uh, Mac Tonight, the the Moon guy from McDonald's. Sure. Do you know who's in the suit? It's Doug Jones from The Shape of Water. Of course, it's Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's that's Doug why it's brilliant. Huh? The whole time? Yeah, he did twenty-five commercials with it. To which <laughs> I just, I just replied to Jimmy. Someone give this man a job where he doesn't have to wear makeup, right? Or a mask. I thought it was. You know? I'm like, holy shit! shit. Someone cash some checks. Someone yeah. give him an Oscar. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, check I that one out. The Mac tonight. So it's called kid. Defunct Land. Yeah. Okay. I'll send him a link of this just because he needs to know how much it, how well he's doing. I can't wait. I loved can't it. Wait. So, movies, yes. real fast. We'll just go uh, quick. Speaking um, of Doug Jones, no. real quick, though, isn't it funny that the closest we've ever gotten to his real face is Star Trek Discovery? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. It's the closest we've ever now, gotten. Now, coming up, you're going to review You Were Never Really There and Where Are My Friends. What? It, coming up in this episode, you do. Oh, okay. Oh, so we don't have to do You Were Never Really Here. Okay. You already did it? Okay. You yeah, Were My you Friends. Uh, where Are My Friends? Isn't that a movie? No. Oh, I wrote it down. <laughs> Maybe it's a terrible video game. Maybe thing? it is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, it is. It's a video game. Where Are My Friends? That's it. Okay. You're okay, on. so we don't do the new uh, You're Never Really Here. Just I'll just say once again, check it out. and oh. hear, You'll hear why later in the show. Yeah. Uh, but we'll jump to the first one. Uh, Super Troopers 2. Oh. Did you know it's been 17 years since the first one? I you feel know, old. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen the first one. Neither have oh, I. Really? So, yeah. yeah, neither counts. I saw the second one this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Jimmy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if you didn't know the first one, they're highway patrol officers, they're idiots. You know, it's almost like meatballs that are cops, you know. Like, and so, um, and so they, at the end of the movie, they lose their precinct, they go become local cops, and that's where it ends. And so now, they've lost that job, uh, working construction now, because of the Fred Savage incident that you'll find out at the end of the movie. And... Uh, Basically, the whole premise is that they're rezoning the, the the border between Canada and America, and there's one little small town in Canada that will now become American, and the locals are not happy about it because they hate fucking America, and all the you know now cops that have been reassigned hate the fucking Canadians. And so you get just shy of two hours of Americans making fun of Canadians, and Canadians making fun of Americans, and it gets real old. Real goddamn Because I've heard all those jokes. Well, here's the thing, too. A lot of the jokes, I mean, like, this feels like it was made 17 years ago. Yes. And, it like, does. this is, it's, I call it, like, Brosif the movie. Like, you're just talking about, you know, fuck this and dick jokes and just, you know, and then pulling out your dick and, like, that kind of shit. Like, like porky style kind of shit, you know? And I'm like, dude, people who are writing current movies now are writing a much smarter comedy. I don't give a shit if you're dirty. 
But have something just to you know, like, oh, fuck you, douchebag. Yeah. Like, well, great. Okay, so is there anything behind that? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, then great. We'll move on. Um, These guys are not movie actors either. I mean, no. they might be they might be skilled improv artists, but they're not movie yeah. actors. So when the jokes are 20 years old and the yeah. actors aren't good at delivery, you get this, a piece of shit. See, I liked it 17 years ago, the first one. You know, I laughed because I was in fucking college, you know, yeah. and that was the kind of the humor back then. And I watched it three days before we screened it, and I, and I watched the whole thing, and I was like, doesn't really hold up, you know. No. Some some scenes do, but not the majority of it. And so the day that we were going to go to the screening, Kat was like, well, I'll go. But I was like, she's like, do I need to watch the first? I'm like, probably not, but like, if you want to. So we started watching it. Halfway through, Kat goes, I'm not going tonight. Like, this is just fucking stupid. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not laughing. And so... So with that said, uh, yeah, it's it's dated, you know. And actually, I, if if you want to see something fun that I just started doing, go to my Facebook page. I started, you ever, you know, I've got a few real ones where I was like, you know, Pixar does it again, and it's like Coco's, like my review that I said, you know, this, you know like movie or TV spot quotes. Started making fake ones, and not so much fake ones, but some things that they would never ever put on the like, things, like poster quotes, yeah, poster quotes. Yeah. And so I, so for this one, I put. 16 years too late, yep. you know, <laughs> Jimmy Martin, KSL. I love you those. Know? By the way, I'm, I'm really loving those quotes. Like, like <laughs> They're that, funny. That, it, They're funny. It's, My, I was like, that's a good format. Jimmy's the, poster quotes are way funnier than this fucking movie. I'll tell you that. Damn. On, this, on, a, on a side note, because it took box office, it came back, was uh, A Quiet Place. And I said, uh, was it Exposed America's Worst Movie Goers? Yep. Yep. It's true. So A movie then, that requires you to be quiet? Bomb. So you, so you <laughs> tweeted that. And then a guy responded saying, well, I actually had a pleasant experience. <laughs> Great. Fuck you. And I replied with the Geek Show account going, your mileage may vary. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Jesus. If you don't know who the asshole in the room is, it's you. It's unless, you. <laughs> unless the bitch behind me was at every fucking screening ah. known to man. Yeah, Great. Exactly. You had a good time. Exactly. Um, you don't have to reply to everything, for fuck's sake. By the anyway. way, Carrie, the dong meter goes up to two in this movie. Uh, yeah. Just so you're well, aware. I wasn't going to see yeah. it anyway. Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 I'm at one and a half on that one. I, I was at zero. I think Boom. it's one of the worst movies of the year. I think you're being generous. Well, I think the only thing that it's, it's bringing me up is the nostalgia of like, I did once love this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of giving you some points. You know, right. you have made me laugh in the past. And I did laugh a few times. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fred Savage thing's stupid. Totally. So, uh, right. whatever. So, uh, that's one of that. Uh, next one. I Feel Pretty. Uh, this oh, is Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. I really, I really hope. It's a uh, documentary about the making of West Side Story. Yep. Not. Yep. Uh, so the premise is, and she got, I'll say this, she got some shit when this trailer came out because people are like, oh, so I have to get hit in the head to make, to make myself think that I'm, you know, beautiful or inside and out oh, kind of Jesus. thing. Oh, Jesus. Everyone gets offended at everything. It's pretty true. So, but the premise is that, you know, she works in the, in the fashion industry, you know, kind of devil wears product kind of company kind of thing. And, um, and so she works IT down in this basement, you know, and so she's walking around these zero size models, you know, and if you know Amy Schumer, yeah, she's not zero size. And I'll get to that point because there's something I want to say about that. Yep. Um, so she, you know, always, she's actually watching big. And so she, and he goes, I wish I was big. So she runs up to a water fountain and says, I wish I was pretty and flicks a coin in and lightning strikes and all this kind of shit. And she just goes back inside and nothing happens. She goes to a, a spinning class the next day, falls off the bike, hits her head. And all of a sudden she wakes up and says like, Oh my God, do you see this? Like how fucking beautiful I am. Side note. I will say this in the council. I talked to this on big movie. I'm actually glad that they didn't show what she sees. It's always her. Yep. It's not like Shallow Hal where he's like, yeah. you, you see, oh, okay. You see how beautiful that woman is. And then all of a sudden it's like some 300 pound girl. It's a gutsy it's, choice. And so they never show like this zero size model that she I thinks she is. I appreciated that. Cause which I think is good. Because yeah, when we were talking about this on the radio, I was looking at the chat room and everybody was making the Shallow Hal comparison. Yeah. Well, of course. It's it's a variation, you yeah. know. And Absolutely. so, but they, but they never show her anything different than Amy Schumer, which I, I appreciated. That was with a that nice said, touch. With that said, and there's something, there's good and positives in here because I will say um, she befriends a zero size model like, and they kind of run into each other. And there's one part where she's crying and she says, "You know why are you crying? My boyfriend dumped me." And she says, 
you know, who the hell, what guy would dump you? Like, are you, is he out of his fucking mind, essentially? And she's like, you know, I've got my issues, too. Like, you know, I, you know I'm not perfect kind of thing, which I think is great because we all have our fucking, you know, yeah. our, our personal issues that we take, you know, that you may not see it by looking at us, but that doesn't mean that you're inside my head. So I think that's cool. With that said, the one that kind of got, and uh, it's way too fucking long, and which is that, that was my movie poster quote, entirely too long in hot pink. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks like it was made for the television. Um, uh, but I will say this, you know, I think watching these models look at Amy Schumer like she's a sack of shit bugged me because I'm like, I think Amy Schumer is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, I, I couldn't take it seriously. You know what I mean? I'm just like, now, are they going to go, you know, like, oh, let's go find the you know, ugliest person we can find? That's not going to work. I get that. But like sitting there watching these girls just basically tear her apart, I'm like, this isn't fun funny. And two, I'm not taking it seriously because I don't see her as this piece of shit. Now, that doesn't mean she doesn't – that's the whole point of the movie is that I may see myself as a piece of shit. And that's where she builds the confidence. Yeah. You know, like that. So I get that. Um, so that kind of bugged me. But then I think that were great. Michelle Williams plays the like the, basically the CEO of this yeah. fashion company. Yeah. She could have easily gone the Meryl Streep route of you're a fucking bitch. And, you know, like just an asshole kind of thing, right? Not at all. She plays this like squirrel voice like like that, <laughs> and that's her self issue. Is that she goes, no one takes me seriously in this company because I sound like a chipmunk, you know. And so, and she talks like that through the entire fucking movie, Jeez. and it's hilarious, you know. So that was good. So there's good and positive in it. There's a great message about you know having you know self respect for yourself and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, in that issue. I think you know there's a but it's it's wishy washy. And so I fall right at two stars. So it's not. Oh, okay. I don't think you should rush to the theaters yeah. to see it. But you I'll know, see it eventually. I think yeah. check it out. But I think I know what you're going to jump in. Well, yeah, because you know you and I talked about this today, and I think this movie's. I think its sins started the moment it chose to be PG-13. Yeah, because uh-huh. that's not the kind of artist Amy Schumer is. Yeah, Amy, the actor, the R-rated genius, doesn't match well with Renee, the PG-13 yeah. character. There's just there's a, there's a gap there. There's oh, some she, dissonance. She tries to sell Wegger. It's shit. the whole movie just feels nerfed. Yeah. It just doesn't okay. feel. Well, what I said on Big Moving actually, and I took this analogy from actually uh, from going back to Action Park. I said basically what it feels like if she was a go kart and that thing can go fifty miles an hour. What they did in that park is they take a tennis ball and put it on the governor like that. That's yeah. how they <laughs> that's how they would switch yeah. it so it could go that fast. Mm-hmm. But if you take it off, it could only go twenty. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. They put the governor on her, and so it's like she could go fucking nuts and go wild in an R-rated movie. It's very safe. But it's it's just, very it, comfortable. But you limit the success when you when you opt for that. It's paint by numbers too. <laughs> totally. So mm. it's got a good message I got, in there. But I guess I gotta see it because I'm still I'm I love like I I love Amy Schumer. Yeah, you know um, I love I, Inside Amy Schumer and I like her stand up. Yeah, I like her stand. I just hated that special. I haven't seen the special. That don't then see that, then that's where it's her most recent one. Their most recent one that came out what about a year ago? Is it Netflix. Or yeah. Okay. You know I still haven't seen it because so many people told me and, not to. And I'm telling you, I gave it my shot. And I was like, all right, what's, I'm gonna what's, watch wrong? I say, what's, what's wrong with it? It's it because she just goes so fucking nasty. Uh, like really? she goes. Oh really? It's so blue. Like and it's yeah. but it's. I think cats that you watch. And I think she had the same reaction. Yeah, like, and I'm sitting there, like, and I'm a, I already heard the reviews, and so I'm, I like, I was like, all right, I sat down, um, I had a friend with me, and we were watching it, and we just like this, we were just like, all right, yeah, and I'm breaking shit down from a technical. I'm like, this is not like this is not this is not funny. And it, did it, it feel it, more? And when I say this personal in the sense because the only time I can think of something like that yeah. is a George Carlin special one time and I love right. Carlin there was one was right after his wife died mm-hmm. and he got fucking bitter and like you could feel it in the room and you're just like oh god like yeah. he's, he's just pissed like I, you know and, I, and that's fine it's their show <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's like and I'm not uh, I just I, that's why when right before you reviewed it I was just like I really hope this is good because that's like the last 
thing, Amy Schumer thing that I well, I saw, I saw the, what was the movie that she did with Dolly Parton or not, not uh, Dolly Parton? Snatched. Oh, um, yeah, with Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Hawn. Yeah, Goldie Hawn, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love me some Goldie Hawn. But I mean, like I enjoyed that. But it, it's just like I I, I actually kind of like that that. When you guys told me it's a PG thirteen, I'll actually go see it because like I've heard everything that she could possibly say yeah. that's gross in in that in that in that special. I think, and the one thing I it was like, since Cat actually didn't want to come to the screening because it was down south, but uh, I actually got my uh, sister in law and her friend to come because I, I wanted you know there's the mm-hmm. female aspect to this obviously, yeah, yeah. not that males ass. can't have confidence issues right, right, too, right. but you know, let's be honest, this is focusing more on the female. And so after we were done, I said, you know, what do you guys think? Just so I can have, you know, a female perspective. And they go, eh, you know, it's good. You know, they're like, you know, I kind of like the message. And I, but what's funny, she goes, but my friends are going to go see it next Tuesday after it's out. I think one was good for me. I don't need to see it again. And I was like, all right, there you go. The whole thing so, about body shaming is important to talk about in film. And the difference between image and self-image is yeah. important to talk about in film. I'm glad they tackled those things. And they did a decent job with it. Yeah. Decent. Well, there's, uh, that just brought up a, a memory of a of a movie as you were describing it. I, I was flashing back to when I was a kid, and it was it was back when networks made movies for TV. You know, the made for TV movie, and there was one with Stockard Channing called "The Girl Most Likely to," mm. and uh, she played the ugly girl. Okay. And you know, she was wronged by these particular men, and then she went and got plastic surgery, and was suddenly pretty. Mm. And decided to kill each one of those oh, men. <laughs> and but what was interesting is remember this is the old days. This is pre CG. So they just and they didn't use makeup to ugly her up. Mm. It was just because she's such a good actress. Yeah. she was able to do it and pull it off. Hmm. It wasn't just glasses it on Lindsay Lohan. Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't that at all. Yeah. I it thought it was brilliant. All that. Yeah. And then uh, with the Amy Schumer thing, I, I remember I was going to watch that most recent Amy Schumer special and I stopped because everybody said not to but then I discovered Jen Kirkman who is brilliant funny mm-hmm. and dirty and Ali Wong Allie who amazing. is just just is she, amazing is she the one that's on uh, American Housewives yes yeah. yes I love her so much I like that show <laughs> and uh, she was I just binge watched uh, Ugly Delicious and she's on an episode and I realized that's I a need, good show too I need more of her in my life that's I, cool. yeah. I don't I don't think you know to, to Jay's point I don't think Amy needed to go like way yeah. overboard to pull this off but the movie needed just a little bit more punch okay and it just an edge to it you know yeah. Yeah, it should have been rated R. I've yes. heard that from many people yes. who have seen it. Yeah. Okay, fair, it. fair enough. Even yeah. you know, not you know, when I say rated R, I'm not saying like you know, oh, sex be, or like no. nudity or something. Just you know, more a edgy. good fuck joke. You know, yeah. you know, a little like, bit of language, a little bit of edge. Yeah. I think would have helped. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, anything else before we? Uh, I don't have to really get into it because I said last week, but I just want to say, uh, since and, and now counts has too. Uh, finished Lost in Space. My goodness, check it out, man. All right, check it out. This is rock solid sci-fi. It's so strong. Good. Are you done? I haven't started. Okay. Not, not I need even, to start. Not yeah. even like space battles or anything like that. Just you know, shit. We're stuck. We need to figure out this problem, and you know, we want to just explore space. And, and I heard, I heard it's a family show. And I totally yeah. and a family show. Right no question. And I hope it gets good ratings because like the the ending of it, the, like the very last second, I was like, oh shit, absolutely. Like so I just finished right. it last night as we record. So All right, I'll have to check it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. Yeah. Y'all got to look up Amy Schumer on Judge Judy. What? Did you ever see that shit? What? Was she really on Judge Judy? Yeah, she was fucking on Judge Judy. Yeah. What? Like just in the audience. Just just in the in, audience? Yeah, like, oh. It, but they panned the camera so that every like it, it, for whatever reason, Amy Schumer's just a huge Judge Judy. Oh, fan. I'd go see Judge yeah, Judy in a heartbeat. And, and she was just like and she was just an extra in Judge Judy. You're like all of a sudden you just watch the episode, we're like, what the fuck? And this, That's funny. Like, I remember watching that uh I was like, is that fucking Amy Schumer? We're like, <laughs> Yeah, that is. Sure enough, she just Someone told me that. Judge Judy's the highest paid. Uh, yeah, she's like forty-four million. Television. She's totally she makes, rich. Yeah, 
And then my totally friend, rich. my friend Ryan had a girl actually was a like a plaintiff or defendant. Or she was the defendant on it, <laughs> and they called her up. And I don't know if you guys know how this shit works because it's five thousand dollars is the highest it goes. Basically, what you do is if you make an ass out of yourself and you lose the thing or whatever, like so, say I owe Jay three thousand bucks, they'll cut the check to Jay for three thousand bucks because all the advertising and everything that they just made was way more than three thousand dollars, and that just gave them an episode. And I, now I just don't have to pay you. There was that's how uh, it works. Yeah, you don't. I don't have to cut you. That's just saying that you know. So that's how they do it. That's how they get people. Like, there was shit. I don't have five thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> there was an article recently. I can't remember where I read it about Judge Judy being the the richest uh, woman on television. It's actually brilliant. And she said uh, she answered it. She goes. Um, it's not hard for me to negotiate these contracts. <laughs> she says. She says every three years, I go into the. I think it's the head of CBS or the syndicator, whoever it was, whoever's in charge of making that show happen. Yeah. Every three years, when my contract is up, is I go in to this person, and I have a piece of paper with me that says the amount of money that I will require. <laughs> I hand it to him, and he says yes. I have never negotiated. Yeah. And does I'm she, like, that's brilliant. Does she make him stand at the plaintiff table to <laughs> like, talk to him from the bench? She, she <laughs> says to him, no, this is not a starting point or anything. Yeah. This is what I require. Now, I and say, boom. Well, the only reason I don't believe that story is because she wouldn't hand it to herself. She'd no, give it to the she'd bailiff. She'd the bailiff bring it <laughs> to the bailiff. That, that, that brother is making so. Hey, I want to know how much he makes. <laughs> when, whenever, he, whenever he has to walk over and grab a paper, he looks so pissed off and bored. I can't think of, I I can't think of his it. name, but I say Bernie. She's yeah. like, Bernie, what do you think of this? He goes, Mm. Yeah, <laughs> shakes his head. <laughs> just rolls his eyes. That's some booze shit. You know, like, I went to the police academy for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. All right. Okay. Anything else? Uh, Man. Hey, you owe me $3,000? <laughs> Not anymore. You got to get back to Judge Judy. I lost. <laughs> All right. We got to get back to the episode. Bert and Greta, after these, please to enjoy. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection reminding you that free comic book day is Saturday, May 5th. And they're going to be open early from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they're giving away free comics. Come for the free comics and stay for the fantastic sale. Everything store-wide will be 20 to 50% off. And you can get your picture taken with a number of Utah's best cosplayers dressed like superheroes and Star Wars characters alike. Be sure to get your exclusive Dr. Volt's cover for DC Nation number zero. All right, in April... At Dr. Volt's Action Comics 1000, celebrate 1,000 issues of Action Comics with an all-star lineup of top talent as they pay tribute to the comic that started it all. From today's explosive action to a previously unpublished tale illustrated by the legendary Kurt Swan to the Man of Tomorrow's future, this very special oversized issue presents the best of the best in Superman stories. Also, Infinity War, the epic film is almost here. Prepare yourself for the movie event of the summer by picking up one of the graphic novels that inspired the cinematic universe. Learn the hidden stories of all the characters like Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Thanos. Open seven days a week, the whole service is free, and with that you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. They're at 2043 East 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking, in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. 
Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Caster Games is your locally owned and operated store for all modern and classic board games, magic games, and much more. Here's what's happening at Haster Games for the rest of the month. Magic the Gathering Dominaria pre-release is happening April 20th through the 22nd. If you pre-order your boxes of Dominaria through Haster, you can receive them a week early. You can pick them up at the pre-release, so why not stay and play? Dominaria releases, they're having a special draft event on April 27th. D&D has the Mordecanon's Book of Foes releasing in May. Now, if you pre-order to get your copy of a special pre-order version, you'll get very different cover art on that special version. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and magic products as well. It's a great place to stay and play. Haster Games at 6831 South State Street. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturdays and noon to 5 on Sundays, or you can go to HasterGames.com. Remember, Haster has it. Cabin Fever with everything from gifts, puzzles, books, playing cards, retro candy and lunch boxes, and a whole lot more. They're currently stocking their shelves with steampunk figures, the original Kit Kat kitschy clocks from yesteryear, coffee table books guaranteed to turn an eye and entertain your quirky guests. All of these gifts, along with the wrap ribbon and greeting cards to go with them, stop by Cabin Fever and tell them Geek Show says hey. Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. So much more than a card store. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my workout buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy slc at icloud.com one session is twenty dollars if you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time there is a ten dollar cancellation fee and why is that that's motivation and accountability and if you tell sue geek show says hey you'll get half off of your first session my workout buddy slc and we are back part two uh let's see now uh i waited for this story because uh Lee is uh, also not only our Star Wars expert, but our Arthurian Arthurian legend. Oh, you boy! Expert. I try. Well, at this table, Mordred. <laughs> yeah, Mordred was right. <laughs> uh, Frank Miller and Thomas Wheeler's new book, Cursed, mm-hmm. 
about the legend of King Arthur, told from the Lady of the Lakes perspective. Oh, Vivian. Vivian. So that's, that's her name. I know. I call her Viv. The, la- I mean. the Lady Vivian. That's the lake I mean. is actually an illusion. There's a city See, at the bottom I mean. of a valley, and it's it, the the water is is an illusion cast by fairy magic to make people think there isn't a city there. See, I yeah. just learned something. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Lee. Thanks, Teach. Um, <laughs> is this gonna be on the quiz? <laughs> this book won't be out until 2019, so we won't see it. We'll all be dead. But oh, the ad- God. the adaptation. <laughs> The adaptation is already on its way to Netflix. Interesting. Yeah. 13, um, 13 hour and a half long episodes. No, only 10. Oh. I was really happy to read that part. 10 is the new 13. 10 is where it should be. <laughs> Netflix, we just can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take our money. Here, Hollywood, take our money. I got, we, the, I got a bunch of videos of my dog, Netflix. Here you go. We call 12, this 12 episodes. <laughs> we call this one Fullest House. It's just Uncle Jesse. Okay, 15 episodes. Yeah. Here's billion dollars. Yeah. Go. Do it. <laughs> it's animated. Cool. Puppets, do it. I got I got one for you. It's the origin of Schroeder from one day at a time. Here, here's a hundred thousand. I think the problem is is their executives are colorblind, and so they think everything's a green light. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call the Schroeder show. It's called a hundred plungers. Um, it's yeah. It says uh, the the book. They're gonna Miller and and Wheeler, mm. Thomas Wheeler. They're gonna illustrate it and write it. Interesting. At, at the same time that the show was being worked on which will allow them to, quote, explore the characters from the book in even more detail on screen. This is a Shonen Jump problem waiting to happen. I was going to say, just, that doesn't make sense because, you know, they're drawing, and so they, yeah. it's, this, this they ha- don't need the TV this, show. This they, happens <laughs> with anime constantly, so Shonen Jump will do a serial, and, and it gets really popular, like whether it's Attack on Titan or Bleach or Naruto or whatever. And then, Those are all the same company? Uh, Shonen Jump, I think they most of them start as manga yeah. and serialized in the Shonen Jump. You know, it's like... A big, big phone book sized publication with thirty or forty different manga stories in it. Oh, okay. But what happens is they release the series as an anime, and half a season in or two seasons in, they've caught up with the manga and they don't know where to go. So you get like in Bleach, starting in episode fifty, they just basically stood and yelled at each other for ten episodes, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, we got one more issue of the manga. Let's do that." Oh, so. now who did you say the name of the Lady of the Lake was? Vivian. Because they're not calling her Vivian. Well, then they're fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, gee, wow. It's a cursed, it. cursed follows Nimue. Yeah, no, I'm wrong. N-I-M-U-E. Nimue's a different fairy. A teenage girl who wields the sword Excalibur before Arthur. It's and Caliborn, ev- by the way. And eventually becomes the Lady of the Lake. Yeah, the X was put in by the Romantic era. So this is the origin of the Lady of the Lake. Yeah, this is her fucking edgy sister. <sighs> Nimue. Yeah, Vivian. Uh, Vivian's the Lady of the Lake. It, but okay. there are a lot of people who lived in the lake. And All right. Lancelot's name, it, uh, Lancelot Duloc, it's Lancelot of the Lake. So he's and, from the lake? Uh, well, she's his patron, or his matron. She okay. she basically, uh, to a degree, may or may not Wait. have raised him, depending on which origin story you and read And she gave it. the sword to Arthur? She gave the sword... Uh, it gets hazy there. Why didn't she give to Lancelot? Sounds she, like she was training Lancelot, him for no, it. Because Lancelot was supposed to be the perfect knight, not the king. The sword oh. was supposed to be the, the, the symbol of power for okay. the king. Okay. The unifying instrument, the thing that brought all of the Britons together, including northern France. I saw the Disney movie. Yeah. Sword in the Stone, <laughs> sword in the stone, sword in the stone was based largely off E.B. White's uh, Once and Future King, and it was accurate to that. Okay. Here's. Uh, did you hear about the new Spider-Man show that's coming out? What's it called? It's called Spider. It's told from the perspective of the spider. Oh. From, the, from the, birth? No, that bit 
the Peter, P- Peter Parker. Parker. Well, he built, yeah, he built, so we're gonna get to learn the too. whole backstory of this spider. But the the producers promise he will never become radioactive. Never, never. No. Not during not the until, show. Not until the no, maybe, last. Maybe episode. the last episode. Okay. He'll get radioactive. I can't wait. It's right when he bites him, then yeah. it's over. All right. <laughs> well, the prequel to Spider Man is obviously Charlotte's Web. <laughs> um, that's where they get the spiders that farm. Now here's, here's Frank Miller talking about it. it says, I've always been entranced by the mythological Arthur story and by Nemu in particular it can be interpreted <laughs> we all looked at Lee it can, <laughs> no, <laughs> it can be interpreted in any number of ways from a delightful children's story as in Sword in the Stone to a terrifying interpretation like Excalibur or yeah. something boring as shit like Mess of Avalon by oh. Marion Bradley oh. oh oh man that uh, He's throwing some shade. No, I'm sorry. She gets, she gets, she decides she's going to pull a Wicked before Wicked and do the whole storyline from Morgane's point of view, and you get this uh, what could be an Arthurian feminist manifesto, and instead it's like this is really fucking boring. The yeah. colors were bright, and there was an old wizard in the cartoon. Bradley, Bradley kind of, <laughs> Bradley kind of had some weird hinky shit going on with teenage kids too. So there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of hinting towards. That wasn't in my cartoon. Yeah, no, that was not. <laughs> so Nemu, I'm gonna have to look up Nemu because I've I've heard the name. I just don't. I, it's always been Vivian to me. All right, I'm sorry. Might be a Bearstein Bears thing. It could know. be. Could be. Um, here is. Oh, it's Jeremiah's looked it up. Oh, he's got it. All right. Uh, let's go back to Netflix then. Oh right. Well, okay, so, well, so her constant names: Nemu, Nemu, Nemia, Vivian, Vivian, Vivian. Oh, so it's just another yeah. name yeah. for okay. Vivian. So I'm, I'm sure they'll just call her Viv for short. Smack her on the ass when she or wants to. Or Nim. V. <laughs> It'll be Nim. Water, uh, sodden tarts, hurling scimitars. That's right. Uh, let's see. So here's something else that Netflix is also throwing uh, money at: is Luke Cage season two. And uh, no villain at all. They have no. This is <laughs> this is the villain. Okay. Seven, oh. seven different villains. I'm I've excited. got it right here. Let's hear this. I hope it's that old lady. Uh, it is <laughs> Annabella Sciorra. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She is going to play Rosalie Carbone. Carbone. Uh, described briefly in a statement as a dangerous downtown criminal, underworld power player with an eye and an agenda toward Harlem. Well, she, she had two eyes. She, she have powers. Fun. Uh no, but because uh, I I really want to see Luke Cage use his powers. This is a character that is canon in the comics, not in Luke Cage comics, but in Punisher comics. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rosalie Carbone. Uh, in the comics, Rosalie was a prominent member of the Carbone crime, crime family, family in Punisher Warzone in the early nineties. Uh, and that saw Frank Castle infiltrate the Carbone organization under the alias Johnny Tower. Frank Castle, Johnny yeah, Tower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. In an attempt to take it down by pitting... You're better than that, Frank. <laughs> by pitting Rosalie's father and uncle Julius and Salvatore against each other, getting close to Rosalie in the process. After Frank's cover's blown, Rosalie inherits the Carbone family, uh, and uh, furious at Frank's deception, vows to hunt him down. Uh, you know. There's, anyway, There's only one Frank Castle story I want to see adapted anyway, and that's Frank and Castle on... When he's a Frankenstein. And he goes to Monster Island. <laughs> Which was amusing. It was I have bug to say. nuts. Rick Remender. Whatever happened to him? Uh, I don't Cuckoo know. Bananas. Uh, Danny Rand will appear in at least one episode of Luke Cage. Oh, I'll be skipping that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Racist. And No, uh, I just, you know, seriously, if I want to watch fucking Family Ties, I'll watch Family Ties. <laughs> and they're sending uh, Misty Knight to uh, Iron Fist's second season. 
Oh, so, so they, she'll they, be she'll be on this and then go to. They want something interesting on the show, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, so there's okay. your yeah there's Iron Fist, the show where they go to a place that's guarded by a dragon and don't show the fucking dragon. I well, who wants to see show, that? You realize these shows have a smaller budget than the CW DC shows do. They do. Yes. They want you to understand that the dragon was inside them all the time. Yeah, whatever. Well, it's the dragon's the friend you made on the way. Yeah. Um, See, no, now you're Jessica Jones. It. Jessica Jones can fly in the comics. Yeah. yeah. In the on the on the Netflix show, she can super jump basically, so she can jump on top of buildings and whatnot. They only showed it once in the entire fucking season. Yeah. Supergirl somehow manages to have a flying character on the regular, and and that shows being promoted by promotional consideration of other CW shows. That's how good their advertising budget is. Wow. It's like, Supergirl brought to you by Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> that's been off the air for a while, that's too. A, that's a trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not Smallville. Uh, that's amazing. Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale brought to you by Smallville. Oh, okay. Uh, still, yeah. still, huh. Uh, and then there was this. That, uh, it was like 97%. There was the, <laughs> and there was this that I found. Um, Lovecraft Country. All the racism. <laughs> yeah. Are they doing? And none of the facts. Yeah. Yan uh, uh, Dimage, the director of 71, and the upcoming Matthew McConaughey movie, White Boy Rick. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Wait, hold on. What was the name? What was the name? Real name? White Boy Rick is the movie. Okay, then. Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. But yeah. uh, <laughs> this guy is teaming up with uh, Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Okay. For And it's going to be on HBO. Okay. Uh, he will, this uh, Jan Demange, will direct the first episode of the uh, supernatural racial drama. It would have to be. Lovecraft Country, based on the 2016 novel from Matt Ruff, follows a man named Atticus Black. It's <laughs> pretty heads-on right <laughs> now. As he joins up with his friend Letitia and his uncle George to embark, um, embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America. You sure cert- didn't embark. In, Bork, in search of his missing father. This begins a struggle to survive and overcome both racist terrors of white America and monsters from okay. H.P. Lovecraft. Then, yeah, <laughs> it's Lovecraft. Huh. Got that Cthulhu. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny. I, I may have mentioned this before on the show, but uh, half of Lovecraft's monsters were um, analogies for his xenophobia. And really? his, his fear of... Of uh, non-white culture, I did so not know that. There's uh, it was racist as fuck. Yeah, the 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 keep it Innsmouth. I can't remember the, the Innsmouth storyline. I mean, he's talking about fish people coming up and dragging women off to have fish babies with. Right. You read it and you start realizing that during that period of time, he was talking about Chinese migrant workers coming to the states, and he he was paranoid about them intermarrying with white women and diluting the white bloodline. Oh my god! And so his story is literally. Be careful. They'll drag you off. They'll have babies with you. You're, you, you won't be white anymore. So, you know, celebrate his writing. Don't celebrate the man. Yeah. Fair enough. All yeah. right. Okay. And on a lighter note, Colin Trevorrow will direct Jurassic World 3. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Colin he, Trevorrow. Did he do the first two? He did the first one, yeah. I just want to go for the Pratt prayer sessions. Uh, just, <laughs> just so you know. All right. <laughs> All right. Did he direct the first two? Uh, he directed the first one. Who did the second one? Uh, not, not Colin Trevorrow? Not okay. I don't know. Some other guy. I don't know. H.P. Lovecraft. I just, I just <laughs> thought it was funny after Lee's dark screed that I'd just throw that out. My dark J. screed. J.A. Bayona. That's the name of the episode. Thank you. Thank you. Lee's dark screed. All right, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, let's see. What do we? What do we? Uh, do you guys have uh, movies, uh, video games? I've got oh, we're done already. 
Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, jeez, well, look mean, at us, there's, man. There's a Kickstarter. Today's episode is releasing when? Uh, 23rd. Yes. Okay, so tomorrow on uh, on Kickstarter, uh, Mantic <clears throat> Games is launching their uh, their Hellboy miniature game. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where you mostly just hear me screaming psychically and throwing money at my computer. <laughs> it's really what uh, what kind of game is it? It's a miniature tabletop game. It's like so. the Lee George Cade mating call. <laughs> oh, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love Hellboy. I really do. So and, and Mantic makes good miniatures. So uh if you if you really want to see me try not to spend money, just follow that Kickstarter and every time a new stretch goal comes out, realize that my resolve is being destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> uh what, who's first? I've got a I've got a theatrical one. Okay. That's okay. coming out. Uh I actually got to see it at Sundance. And it was actually like my favorite movie at Sundance, and I think I saw about thirty movies, give or take. Um, it's called "You Were Never Really Here." Oh, and that's that's opening this week. Yeah, uh, it comes out Friday. Uh, I I think the Broadway, and it might go a little bit wider than that, but if you're in Salt Lake, the Broadway is going to get it. Uh, but it's Joaquin Phoenix playing a hitman. I'm a sucker for hitman movies, like Leon the Professional and Driver or Drive and stuff like that. And so anyway, uh, the, shoot him up. The story is yeah. The story is that a little girl gets kidnapped and basically put into you know the sex trade, sex trafficking, and so he. I'll, it's not so much a spoiler. He goes and he finds her pretty pretty quick because he's good at his job, and uh, and I'll say that he instead of carrying a gun, he carries a big fucking hammer. Oh, and just knocks the shit out of people. Dang. So it just goes old boy on him. It goes old boy, but I'll say this though, and I kind of respect it for this because a, a guy, I'm not sure, someone it was like through a friend that told me someone who works at the Salt Lake Film Society did not like this movie in the sense because they did not show him actually making contact, like, you know, basically watch, you know, seeing someone's oh. teeth get knocked out kind of thing, like, very violent. What they did was, and it's a great scene, is when he goes into, like, it's this, you know, basically it's this brothel with these underage kids, but it's in, like, a nice neighborhood in New York, like, in a townhouse. Like, oh. you never know it's in there, you know, so he breaks through security, and the whole scene of him taking every, all these security guards out is all shown through a security camera loop. So, like, it's like, you know, shows the hallway, nobody's there, and then it shows the security cool. guard, shows him come around the fucking corner, and right when he hits him, it cuts to the next camera like that. So it's just on this, you know, and it comes back to where he's already been, and there's a fucking guy just laying on the ground. It's awesome. Like that. And he loses his fucking mind in this movie. It's beautifully shot. It's well acted. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really good. But I, I applaud that they didn't go for the whole violent thing. It, yeah. Sometimes less we is more. Yeah. You know, go back to Reservoir Dogs, cutting the ear off. Yeah. Yeah, you never you, saw an ear cut off. You yeah, know? you never right. saw it. But it we, made you squeamish. We know E. Morton Joe raped all his brides. Exactly. We don't need to see it. No, right. absolutely don't need to see it. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, again, it's called You Were Never Really Here. Uh, I think I'm about like three and a half on it. Like, really? It's, it's really good. Wow, it's like it might, four more stars than Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I've actually, I actually, they sent me a, a, a screener link like to watch at home. I think I'm going to watch it again because it's <laughs> really fucking good. Wow. <laughs> so, and a sack full of hammers. Oh, yeah. You I'm going to watch it with my favorite hammer. You were never really here. Yeah. So that's that. And then uh, I've got Blu-rays unless you want to go over to... Whoever's next... Go for it, Tony. Okay. Tony, games. A lot, we'll a lot of Switch, uh, Switch releases this week. Uh, one's called Deep Ones. I don't, it looks like a scuba diving game. Uh, Snowmoto Racing Freedom. They have guns on those snowmotos? Uh, no, Shit. unfortunately. Wasted, wasted opportunity. That's right. And uh, Save the Ninja Clan. <laughs> Jotun Valhalla Edition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Jotuns Dra- are robots. Drago Dino, 12 Orbits. Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Trilogy for the Switch. Uh, these are all for the Switch, by the way. Late Shift, um, Agatha Knife. I, I don't know <laughs> Agatha Knife. Yeah. 
And uh, let's see. This one's called Where Are My Friends? <laughs> what the that. fuck? I hey, play, hold on. I play that game every game? day. <laughs> For the Switch. Where are my friends? Where are my friends? <laughs> well, they're outside. Where? They're outside. Where? Why don't you go outside and find your friends? Where are my friends? Where are outside. My, where are my friends? You go outside and your uh, friends are What is outside? Gone. So we got, uh, then for the Windows, uh, for your PCs, Bullet Witch. Where are my friends? Bullet um, Witch? Bullet Witch. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, let's see, back to the Switch, we got the release of South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Um, on the Switch. Please, now. please, what you're pausing on <laughs> Oh, that. sorry. The South, Fractured. South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Hole. <laughs> See so that's there. been out for a little bit. It's for play on words, but whole. Yeah. yeah. See. So now it's on the Switch. Uh, we got something called Runbo, PS4 and Switch. Uh, Hello Kitty Cruisers for the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hello Kitty Cruisers. Yep. But you look. you're trying to. It, it looks like it's a go kart style. Oh, oh I, I see. I thought you were trying to fuck. Uh, like my that Al Pacino movie. Yeah. You, uh, you, uh, you're you, cruising like in the park for Hello Kitties to fuck. Yeah. Nope. You got. Ah, I was like, that's weird. You got guns on those Hello Kitty go karts. I don't see any. It's a wasted no. opportunity. Another wasted opportunity. And then uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, we have Adventure Time: Pirates of the Enchiridion. Yes, I will play that. I love Adventure Time. I do too. It's so good. All right. Especially when you realize that that uh, the Ice King is based off of Koshi the Deathless from Russian mythology. Yes, it's pretty good stuff. Are you sure it's Koshi? <laughs> sure, it's could be Conchi, Vivian, or I yeah, think it's Vivian the Deathless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could be Doug, <laughs> Doug the Deathless. Yeah, because that's a really good strong <laughs> Russian name. Hello, hello. My name's a Doug. Doug, I'm the Deathless, and that's the ladies. You know, my friend Doug Deathless. He's my friend. <laughs> What's a, he no die. What's he, he no die? <laughs> he no die. I'm, I'm just telling you, don't take a gift from Baba Yaga. She's right. a, oh, I'm sorry, her name's you, Joe. What's, you heard what happened to my friend Doug. My friend right? Doug. What happened? He can't die. Well, Doug the devil is oh boy, hit some stings. He cannot die. <laughs> he cannot he no can die. He replace uh, he replaced blood with vodka. He no die. <laughs> You got Blu-rays. I do have Blu-rays. Yeah, so Doug got Blu-rays. <laughs> Doug got Blu-rays. He's got all Blu-rays. He's going to he... get them all because he does not die. He collect all of Blu-rays because no die. No die. You're only missing Perfect Stranger Season 2. <laughs> season 3 actually is coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doug the Deathless. That's such a good... Uh, let's see. The first one is a movie called Hostiles with uh, Christian Bale, Roseman Pike. Oh, yeah. Uh, he plays an army general that has to escort uh, a once... Uh, a foe on the battlefield, uh, a Native American chief who wants to go back to basically their homeland, and so they have to go through this treacherous terrain. Probably one of the most horrific opening to a movie I've ever seen. So you never saw Sam Peckinpah's Soldier Blue? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> what this were those is, words? But uh, <laughs> let's just say a lot of children are murdered. It's not, yeah, it's not pleasant. Right. Uh, I never saw the third one of the Maze Runner series called Death Cure. I was okay after the second one. I was just like, I don't yeah, care. That's anymore. the Robert Smith story. No, okay. Death Cure. Yes, this is what, no, I, Doug. This is what Doug has. <laughs> death Cure. <laughs> because he no die. Uh, the 40th anniversary of Greece is now out. 40? 40 years. Yeah. John Travolta was dancing around. Listen, listen how fucked up is, is the Nebo School District. They showed that to us in a... In a they called a what is it when all the students the report assembly. the assembly? It's called the assembly. Assembly, assembly yeah. And an yeah. assembly, they I'm showed. Glad I could hear offer my uh, professional. Yeah. They help showed me. us Greece. Yeah, did you cry? Yeah. Look at me, I'm Sandra D, lousy Miss Virginity. Yeah. 
Hickey from Kanicki. I mean, there's a lot of dirty she, shit in doesn't that. Doesn't she yeah. get an abortion in that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's an yeah. abortion. There's an abortion, there's... and it's on screen. I must have watched a different version of Grease. Yeah, you probably you, you probably watched the clean fix version. Yeah, huh. you watched the network version. You're not getting the real story. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, sometimes when I go to the junk, it's like you know I do my research, and I'll never forget this one because I was researching. It's, it's for Paddington too. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and I looked at the director. And I immediately, I think I either called Shannon or, or texted him. I think I called you. And I go, do you know who Paul King is? Now, and you're, well, like, yeah. you're like, no. And I was like, he directed pretty much every episode of The Mighty Boosh. And then he directed Paddington 2. <laughs> Super which nice guy. <laughs> which, look up Paddington 2 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's still a, upper 90s. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's really good, apparently. Hugh Grant makes fun of himself like through his like 90s career. Oh. Like, it's, really? it's pretty funny. Driving around, picking up transvestite hookers. That's all right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't hide it. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Criterion movies coming out, uh, The Virgin Suicides, which is a really good movie. That's I think that was Sofia Coppola's first one, mm-hmm. if I yeah. remember right, with uh, Kirsten Dunst. So. Mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen's really good in that. Uh, Jim Jarmusch uh, has a Criterion come out with Dead Man with uh, Johnny Depp. God, that's, that's a great. The, that's such a weird movie. That's yeah. not the Jarmusch Criterion movie I want. <laughs> I want <laughs> Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. Oh, I forgot he did that one. Yep. That's right. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is now on Blu-ray. <laughs> that one. Again? Again. <laughs> Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in concert is now on Blu-ray again. So, so. <laughs> who, who and, and, this I'm, year? It's the I'm not going to ask. It's the Cars. I pulled it up. Bon Jovi. It's uh, it's See, Bru- uh, it's Bruce Springsteen, Cat Stevens, Cheap Trick, Chicago, Deep Purple, ELO, Green Day, Joan Jett. That was la- that was several. Oh, years this ago. is from yeah. This Journey, was, Lou Reed, Nirvana, well, Pearl Jam. Yeah, like, it's definitely new if it's a Lou Reed. Yeah. <laughs> no, so no, it's like the Cars, Nina Simone. Creed. That's, that's this year. Uh huh. Okay. Lots of Creed. Yeah. Lots bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know. Doug the Death. That uh, the, the cat. The Catch Me Outside. How about that girl? Catch Me Outside. No. Yeah. Uh, Smash that. Mouth. Yeah. A Smash movie, Mouth. A movie you've talked about a bunch. Uh, is now on Blu-ray. Doctor Detroit. <laughs> You've always brought up that damn movie. That is such a. That was the day I knew. That's, that. uh, that's Ackroyd's best part ever. Ackroyd. That was right after Belushi died. Yeah. And it was uh, he wrote it. Yeah. It was his idea, and it's so bad. I mean, it's no nothing but trouble. It's but so bad. The only love good nothing thing, but trouble. The only good things that came out of that movie is you got a peppy Devo song, uh-huh. yeah. called Doctor Detroit, um, and he met his wife on that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful Donna Dixon. Donna Dixon. He oh. met Donna Dixon making that movie. So those are the only two good things. That is that is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> he play, he plays. He plays a guy, a professor, a, 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 a doctor, if you will. Yes, yes. A, a, and and he meets these prostitutes, and uh, he they're having trouble because their their pimp died, and, and they, so, just, they just don't know what to. And do. They don't Sil- know what to do. And so Silky he, dies. He becomes their pimp, and through the power of. And he starts dressing pimpy. And, and he starts dressing pimpy. He says, I'm not going to be your pimp. I just want to show up and, you know, just just the fear of this mythical character, Dr. Detroit, will be enough to keep you keep you safe. Oh, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, that doesn't but it work. Doesn't I go carry. that way, no. <laughs> it's and one then of the bad guys cut. Oh, it's I just saw that. the worst piece of shit. I saw that <laughs> as a double feature at the Valley View Drive-In in West Valley City I, oh, with Flashdance. Oh, boy. Wow. Those two were playing together, and um, I was maybe 13. Wow, what a feeling. And which it, which flashes were in that movie? Like Jay Garrick and uh, mostly Barry it was West. just it was Wally West from Fifty Two Dimensions. Ah. Yeah. See the, the the other reason I have a memory of this movie is because it came out 
And I, I wanted to go see it, and I was working overnights, as I recall. And I was just going to go by myself, because all my friends were off Where were somewhere. your friends? I don't know. Where are my friends? They were playing <laughs> Where the game. Where are my friends? And I, I told mom, I'm going to go to the movie. And, and she goes, are you meeting your friends there? I said, no, I'm going by myself, because they're all busy. She goes, no, you can't go to the movies yourself. Did you go to Dr. Detroit with your mom? My mom went with me oh, to Dr. Detroit, and it was just the worst thing. <laughs> wow. Anyways. There's so on. much flagrant nudity. It's 80s so nudity okay. in that. So bad. Here's the list of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Bon Jovi. This is this year. Okay. This year. Bon Jovi. The Cars, who I love. Yes. Here she comes. Dire again. Straits. I like Dire Straits. The Moody Blues. I like the Moody Blues. And Nina Simone. Nice. All worthy. Even Bon Jovi? Jovi's in there. Contributed to the musical landscape, even if it wasn't great. I guess. He sold a lot of records. I guess I guess Hitler got man of the year one time yeah. too. And you know, women of women of a, women of a certain age. Women of a certain age right. love Bon Jovi. I mean, you know. I remember that Rolling Stone cover. With the horse. <laughs> yeah. And then last uh, is a show that my wife watches, uh, uh, so does Shannon, and I think you guys watch it together so sometimes. Shameless season eight. I guess no. I better buy it because we Fucked up and we stopped watching it. <laughs> I I need to catch up. It's I love a good that show. show. That show is bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's the the lady from the Beauty and the Beast or from the Phantom of the Opera movie mm-hmm. a few years ago. She's I, really funny. I never gave it a chance. Oh, it's really, really good. Never, never saw I, it. Think, it I know Rawson? why because yeah. Bill likes yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. got some uh, it's got some drunken Irish shenanigans. Yeah, I think yeah. you'd like it. And yeah, the we'll kid see. that plays Jerome on the Gotham plays the sensitive gay son. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's a con man. Good. All right. Anything else? We good? Mr. B, if you would, please. Where's my ham? <laughs> it's, it's outside with your, with your friends. It's outside with your friends. Friends? <laughs> Where's my ham and my friends? 